With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lions fans, this is the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where the Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who always podcast hands-free. Chris and the Riz. Hey, hi, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast. This is episode 499. One short of 500. And this is known as the Detroit Lions stumble upward. Crazy week. Crazy week. They started like ugly. The week ended. The Monday night football game ended like, how did that just happen? Like what? Okay, I'll accept it. We'll talk about that. But anyway, this is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me is my good friend. And as you can't tell today, but finally coiffed co-host Jeff, the Riz Risden. How are you doing, my friend? It is a fantastic day. My coiffage is covered today by my favorite hat. Dream Theater. Dream Theater was in the news today for all the right reasons because Mike Portnoy is back as their drummer, and I have been buzzing all freaking day. So you cannot. We we talked about suicidal tendencies last time we're on. You can't bring me down. (laughs) It is a fantastic day for Team Risden. Yes. Yes. It's a great day for team, everybody. Look, you can't win them all. It's the NFL. We'll talk about that. But things can still get better as bad things happen to good people. So we'll talk about that. We're going to do our warm-ups. We'll start off with we will review the Ravens game pretty quickly. Uh, when we talked about it, Riz is like, I could do it in one sentence. I'm like, that's mine. You can't steal mine. But we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. We'll get a little bit into the injury and the depth situation, where the Lions are right now. We'll talk about are the Lions spying. Are they selling? What's going on out there? We'll take a look ahead a little bit in depth into the Las Vegas Raiders game on Monday night. Who loves Monday night football? We got that whole lot more. Great show lined up. Lined up too. Riz, are you ready to go, my man? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. Oh, yeah. Abdicalis Muhammad. Al Abdikalis Muhammad. I hope I got that right. I am open. Hopefully he tells me. But thank you for your subscribe. Latest subscriber to the channel. And appreciate that. that. I, got, I got to pull the show up on YouTube. Yeah. Watch we'll show up. Pull, I will like it. Out. I'm already subscribed, so I can't do that. But I will like it. Make sure to hit the notification bell. Everybody hit the like, subscribe, and notification bell. We appreciate that. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Brandon, first shame. Put your pants back on and get back to work. Eh, never. They were on. They, I have to say, they were on by by Sunday afternoon, but uh, it didn't take long. They were off again, so we'll talk about it. But um, I have hit like I was number thirteen to like the show. 
Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, post-game show Monday night. We don't mess around. I don't care that's a nighttime game. I don't care it's Monday night on a work night. And you better not either. You better get here with us. Sandman and I will cover the blowout. What? Did I predict something? Against the Las Vegas Raiders and stepping into the bye week. Monday, just so everyone knows, will be the last show next week. We're not going to do a Wednesday show because we've got 24 hours of Detroit Lions podcast on Friday, raising money for the St. Jude. So be sure to join us. We've got a lot of great guests, a lot of great fun, and some good times coming. So that's that. Also, speaking of St. Jude, go to stjude.org slash DLP. Get up there. Get your donations in right now if you don't mind. $5, $10, whatever you got. I know Flounder's popping in with a with a match he always does he always does get your name up on the screen it'll pop up you hear a little thank you in the background and uh that'll add to the total we're working hard this year to try to get to 50 grand to get our total raised over one hundred fifty thousand dollars for saint jude and those sick families and those kids and appreciate everybody who's helping us do that all right Riz, let's get into the show all right let's do it all right first warm-ups we'll talk about a couple quick uh topics get everybody warmed up let the team gather in the uh in the chat and so on um First thing, Marvin Jones. Um, I I don't yeah. know if it's a sad story. We don't know the details. It's personal reasons. He didn't travel for personal reasons, and it was nothing but personal reasons. Hopefully, it's not a sad situation. We we know he's had some things uh, earlier. He yes. lost a child. That was it just heartbreaking, just just soul sucking. That, kind of that's no not what that is not current news, by the way. That happened right. in what was it, 2019, I believe it yes. was. Yes. Did that happen? Did uh, Marlowe pass away? No, no parent should ever have to bury a child or go through anything like that. And we still feel for the man. Um, but his family needs him. That's what we know. His, his, his press release basically said, my family needs me. I need time with my family. And the game of football doesn't allow me to do that. And I need to go. The Lions were very, very classy about how they let this happen. He'll get paid through the year. Ash will cover that more in depth tomorrow. But this is a definitely new administration, a new a new group, new front office, and uh, taking care of players in, in in at a personal level at a time when they need it. And uh, we wish Marvin Jones didn't have the best year. He had some great years as a Detroit Lion. He was a yep. lot of fun to watch. He gave a lot to this team. And um, if this is his denouement of his career, as it looks like. Um, we hardly knew you, Marvin. Thank you for everything you gave to the Detroit Lions, the fans of 100%. Fantastic teammate, fantastic person, fantastic community guy. But above all, he's a family man. And yep. uh, he's got he's to take care of family business. God bless him. God bless you, Marvin. Uh, good luck. Yes. Um, Peaceful Tim, next Friday, sorry, November 3rd is the yes. St. Jude 24 hour thing, just so you know. Uh, we, we, we've got time. We've got time. All right. Yes. Um, so Marvin Jones just wanted to give a shout out to him. Thank him for everything he's done for the team and I uh, wish him the very best. The next one is not as this one's a little bit of acid spitting. Um, and it, it gets oh, me. No. I, I just ate before the show and you know how I get Riz, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> This, this, Find this some one. Gaviscon tablets, my friend. <laughs> this might not be what people think, but Cletus. We're going to see Cletus this weekend. Cletus Blakeman in Detroit for the Monday Night Football game. Probably one of the worst things that uh, a Lions fan could see. Mr. Illegal face to the hands penalty on the Detroit Lions. Um, just one of the yeah. absolute complete and total shit show refs and crews I've seen. And should have been frog marched out of the nfl officiating staff i don't know why he still has a job this guy 
I, I, I despise him and the shitty calls he's made uh, against the Lions. Uh, illegal face to the hands is, is the worst because I, I've said this since like episode five of the show. I don't mind if they call it, make a call and get it wrong. Okay. It, 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 you got that wrong. Whatever you pass interference. It was offensive instead of defensive, whatever. Okay. I, that's a little bit judgmental. You missed some of it, whatever. But when you call something that absolutely did not happen, that is an egregious failure. And that one calling hands to the face on the guy whose head was pushed back, touching his own ass. That is, he did not see that. He did not see any hands to the face. He didn't see that penalty at all. That never occurred. He made it up out of whole cloth. That is egregious failure and incompetence. Was his own flag too, by the way. That's that's normally a call that an umpire will make. The umpire didn't call it on that. And in fact, if you go back and you watch that game, he had a powwow with the umpire. Yeah. And I, I don't, you can't really tell what was being talked about, but you have to think that the umpire is like, you sure about that, Cleet? <laughs> it didn't happen. Cletus. You know, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like judgment calls, they can be frustrating, but they're judgment. They're part, that's part of the game. I, I try very hard not to get frustrated by those because that official, Officials will make mistakes, but it's their judgments, their vantage point. They're watching it in a split second. We're watching four or five replays of it slowed down. Like I get that. You can't you can't call things that didn't happen, and you can't. You, this is the one that bugs me about him. He's a guy that has had trouble with the play clock. Yeah, you can't screw that up. You cannot screw procedurals up as an official in any sport. Right. Um, as anybody who's ever refed either of my kids in basketball will tell you. I don't complain about foul calls. I complain when you get procedurals wrong, and I do. Uh, and that, that drives me crazy. It's, it's even worse in football. We had to do I, – I had to do it. I did an interview last Friday night with uh, some Ravens friends of mine. I love those guys, 420. Uh, they're, they're good dudes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I brought up the fact that Justin Tucker's field goal should never have happened because of the delay of game penalty, and they were like – they cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, pocket full of I love those guys. So, like, if if you ever wanted to do Ravens uh, stuff, uh, the four twenty flock guys are they're great guys, very smart guys. Found uh, Cletus's alt account on YouTube. He's got a comment here: pocket full of Benjamins, and I'll see a lot of things. LOL. Oh man, yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, so there we go. We're setting (laughs) things up. Uh, The crew is gathering in the chat. Things are going on. We got Micro Mike. What's up, brother? How you doing? Good to see you, man. Good guy. Good guy. Um, Very good guy. Let's get into this. Let's talk about the thing that should not have been. But this is this is painful for a lot of people. I understand it. But I'm very much I was a little stunned in the day that it happened. But the one thing that stood out about the Ravens loss was the Lions had an absolute ass day. They just everybody (laughs) was off. That's probably the best way to say it, honestly. And the other side of the ball, I don't know that there's anybody in the NFL that would have beat those Ravens that day. They were on. We've seen games, and this is one of the the realities. Again, they say any given Sunday. That's why they play the games, all that kind of stuff. We've seen terrible games. We've uh, Thursday night football was cursed with terrible games where both teams came out and played horrible. And it's like, oh, my God, what is this disaster that I'm watching? You wouldn't expect it. You watch San Francisco 
get beaten, just embarrassed by Minnesota. They, got, they were beat. They were not the better team on the field. Like no. it wasn't a fluke either. Like Minnesota was better than them. And remember, a week ago and before that game, there was no question in anybody's mind that it was the Eagles and San Francisco as the top two teams in the NFC. Yeah. And 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 San Francisco just had a bad game. Now they've Rock lost Purdy's- two in a row. They lost to Cleveland playing yeah. PJ Walker as their quarterback. No Nick Chubb. Like they're they're they were playing without Joel Batonio in that game. Their their version of Frank Ragnow. Until it plays a different position, but that's that's the same. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Cleveland beat them. Like that, they're not as mighty as we thought they were. Just as maybe the Lions aren't quite as roaring as mighty as maybe we thought they would. Yeah, teams. Yeah. Every team has vulnerabilities. When you run into teams that match up well and exploit them and can exploit them, you have problems. And that's exactly what happened with the Baltimore Ravens and the Detroit Lions. I talked about it in the preview that I did. They're the best team in the league at squeezing the middle of the field on defense. Where does Jared Goff have to throw to win the middle of the field? They take that away better than any. Nobody else can do that. Mm -hmm. Not Mm -hmm. even the Eagles, and they have a great defense. The Browns can't do it, and they have a great defense. Nobody squeezes the middle of the field and and takes away what you want over the middle and in the intermediate range, which is exactly where Jared Goff thrives, better than the Baltimore Ravens. They are a nightmare matchup for him, and that's how it played out. (laughs) Big Wes, nevermore, nevermore. Thank you for bringing up Poe. That is absolutely (laughs) the apropos. Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, that's uh, that, that well was done. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Wes. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was it was they, they matched up well. They had the right game plan. They were well coached and doesn't excuse we just our weren't defense, right. But... We just weren't right, though. I mean, there's yeah. there's the how the team comes out and plays that day. And that's what happened to the Lions. It just wasn't them. And, and the Ravens, it was them. And that's it. That's what happened. I am no more concerned after that game than I was prior to that game. I would have loved to have a win. I'll be honest with you, Riz. The thing that I was thinking of was that the Lions were going to lose either against the Ravens or the Raiders. And I was, if we beat the Ravens, that, that, that trap, that come down right into the bye is going to be, is going to be just a, a terrible kick in the nuts. I just, I just, I had that. T- Nobody goes unbeaten, right? I mean, it just doesn't happen. No. And, and we've probably got, folks, two more wins, maybe three more wins in the season, even with the soft ass. Losses. You yeah, mean yeah, losses. Sorry. Losses. No, sorry. Yes. Losses. They're, they're going to win a lot more than two more games. Yeah, yeah, Otherwise, yeah, yeah. we got serious problems. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, but the reality is it's going to happen because you have bad weeks, yeah. right? I mean, last yeah. year when um, it was Seattle and, and the 49ers played the first week of the playoffs, I 100% believe that the Lions would have beat the 49ers that first week because the 49ers came out like dog do do that. They week. did. And yes, they did. They turned around and, and, and showed what kind of a team there. And just it ebbs and flows. Don't worry. Don't write it off. That's all I can say is it's OK. And the last thing I'll say about it is don't take it personally. Every team that's won the Super Bowl except one has lost games in the season. Many of them, including last year's Kansas City Chiefs, got beaten beaten in games during the season 
Don't take it personally. It's okay. It happens to teams. Just because you have PTSD, don't let that take you over. This is 2023. This is the 2023 Detroit Lions. These are different coaches, different players, different mentality. Let's ride the train. Let's have fun while we can and not worry about it because, as Dan says, this is where we're at. It may, it, nobody expected Super Bowl this year. Some people say they did, but they didn't, you know, that's that they were hoping their ultra fan mode there. But if we get to the playoffs, we nice. win a playoff game, you know, there's, there's your step forward. And then next year, we'd see how Brad Holmes drafts. If he has a 50 50 draft next year, we're in great shape, right? I mean, we're in great shape. Um, not worried, not worried about this team and where they're going. We've got all the right pieces. You look at where Miami is. Do you know how long their GM's been in a role in his job? It's been like since 2016 or 2018. He's been there forever for them to get He was here. there. He he came in right after Dan Campbell left. Mm-hmm. That was, I think, the 2015 season was when Dan was there. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So it takes a while. Sometimes. And by the way, there are still, there are still Dolphins fans who are convinced that Tua is not the answer. By the way. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right now, he's the NFL MVP, and there are still fans on there like we got to get somebody better. Like yeah. I don't trust that he's going to last. Yep. Um, so we, I know we've had these conversations. We've certainly had him in our Patreon Slack. Best five dollars a month you can spend about golf this week. People doubting golf. People doubting everything. And Chris, I, I I'm so glad you said it. It's one loss. Yeah. You're five and two. At this point last year, they were one and six, and they had scored six points in their last two games. There wasn't a soul that wanted Jared Goff back at that point. Because I, I I remember doing this. They had the number one overall draft pick after week seven last year. Yep. Did a mock draft. And I didn't mock a quarterback to the Lions, and I got flooded with what the bleep are you thinking? They got to get a quarterback above all else. Nothing else matters because Goff ain't it. Look how far we've come in a year. And then the flip side of that, look how quickly people flipped on him again. Yeah. Do you believe one bad week against a terrible matchup, or do you believe 16, 17 weeks between then where he was arguably a top five MVP candidate that entire tenure? Like, I think it just exposes the infancy of fans. <laughs> and I would say, I would not the people that. that listen to this show, right? I mean, we have smart people. We have smart people. There's, there's we have some, smart, but, I mean, you look at the yeah. chat, the, the Slack chat, right? We're like 400 smart people and four stupid ones. Um, I mean, that's that's a pretty good ratio. Uh, Let's the, the, try not to be the stupid <laughs> one. <laughs> Doesn't always work. <laughs> sometimes it revolves. Sometimes there's a passing of the torch. But um, it's it, it, it it's just kind of a an eyedropper of the totality of the audience. People swing. People ebb and flow. That's fine. But the, the extreme dreams it's okay it's okay get an ssri get his prescription go see your doctor and it's not going level you'll be fine you'll be fine okay <laughs> we need a new sponsor we need is that, that's zoloft right <laughs> is that one of those i think so i think so i don't i don't i don't take any medications except uh gout pills um, <laughs> gout update by the way i'm good I should I should probably not do prescriptions on a on a podcast, but we'll leave it at that. You consult your doctor. How about that? Do that. All right. So there you go. That's, I don't know if there's anything else to talk about on the on this game except uh, DCP one makes a great point. He says um, we don't need to talk shit anymore. Yeah, but you know what we will get to do, and I don't want to give away my I don't want to give one of a give away any of the secrets, but we're gonna slam the Raiders and we'll have a whole bye week to be able to talk shit again. So enjoy it. 
Enjoy. Just take a week off, work I, I, on your yeah. shit talking, and bring it back after the Raiders. I'm I'm not a, a trash talker. I'm not a shit talker, but I I'm proud to be a Lions fan. I'm still proud to be a Lions fan. Yeah. You're gonna lose games. It happens. I, How do you I, think Kansas City's feeling? Remember this. Who's got the best record in the AFC right now? The Kansas City Chiefs. Who beat them? The Detroit Lions in their house. Yeah. No asterisk needed. Right. Right. Yeah. Remember that. Remember, remember that buzz. And balance that with the buzz that you felt Sunday afternoon when we got one of the worst losses I can remember in a long time since the Carolina game. Since the pa- yeah the Carolina the Patriots one felt like the both of those were were that, that Patriots game last game. year was awful because that was a winnable game mm-hmm. uh, going into it yeah and our offense was atrocious Ben Johnson called a rotten game um, that is actually one thing I do want to talk about with the Ravens thing he did not call a good game and that's not the first time that's happened with him and I think everybody you know everybody's you know. Do whatever, you know, writing sonnets to him and, you know, <laughs> you know, sending him love letters and everything. And, like, he's not perfect either. And I think you just got to scale back a little bit. Excuse me, on the love. I'm drinking Fresca and it's getting to me. Um, I've had Fresca in forever. <laughs> Fresca. Uh, sorry, it's just a funny sounding word to me right now. I love Fresca. Oh, man. All right. So we'll talk about this. We'll uh, we'll rock and roll. We'll keep doing our thing. But I think that really covers the Ravens game for me. I don't yeah. know how much more we want to do in, about. And I, um, I feel like on our show, there, by the time Wednesday comes along, we've done the, the analysis has been pretty well. Yeah. Done so when, when it's interesting you say that because Wednesday for, for us at, at all the wire sites is a transition day from covering the last game to covering the next game. Yep. Now it's pushed back a little bit this week because we play on Monday Night Football. We don't have an injury report today. The Lions. My understand again. I don't. I don't. I don't live there. My understanding is they practiced indoors today, so even the guys who were there didn't get to see anything. So we don't know anything about Jerry. We don't know anything about you know David Montgomery. Any of that? That we'll find that out tomorrow. Got it. Got it. Journalists. That is an incredible effect. Oh my god. <laughs> it's, we don't cover when when that's going. On. I'm like it's <laughs> raining outside right now. It's like, what? what? <laughs> Uh, okay, cool, cool, cool. For those of you on the audio portion, Chris just made it rain and not in the strip club way. <laughs> yeah, I could do that too. That's for later. Uh, Rob says my strip, my my strip club, my degree, college degrees have asterisks. Yeah, that's okay. Mine too. It's <laughs> I got them. That's all that matters. You get degrees. Although actually, you don't have to put your GPA after your degree. Thank God. That's right. I would be proud to put mine there. But all right, let's go on. Would not. <laughs> not my high school GPA, my college one. I did. I did much much. Uh, all right, let's talk about injury in depth. I did too, actually. That was, that was a great transition. No injury report. The journalists didn't get to cover today. But let's talk about what uh, what we know about the, the injuries for the Detroit Lions. Um, watching that live and then seeing the replay on Montgomery's injury in the Tampa game, I just can't imagine he's going to be back still this week. That's rib cartilage. Falling on a ball with everything the way he did, I just feel like he's he's a after the buy kind of guy at this point. I agree. There's no, there's not a compelling reason to rush him back if you can get him that extra rest. And, um, yeah, that'd be yeah. fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think we're okay with 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 that. Um, who else, Jerry? I I believe Jerry will be back. Um, I think it was just a tweak. I don't think it's a long-term thing. 
Uh, Riz, your face is saying something a little bit different. Uh, I don't know on that one. I was I was thinking about uh, another thing. Um, I was actually looking up. Um, uh, there's a a great follow on Twitter. Um, he's he's Detroit Lions morning rounds. It's uh, Jimmy Lau is his name. Uh, he's been very good about diagnosing things fairly correctly and like helping me learn some of the mechanisms of injuries and recovery times and things like that. So I would encourage you all to follow him. Uh, Jimmy, if you're listening, thank you for all your help because you do a very good job. <laughs> um, yes. Um, let's see. Burn the tape. I saw that earlier. I want to put one funky lions fan up there. No, don't burn the tape. Watch it every day to pass them off. I think it means piss them off. I'll tell you that Rich Eisen, who's absolutely one of my heroes uh, from a broadcaster and a human being perspective, he's such a fantastic person. Uh, He had Jared Goff on and did a really good interview with him. And um, one of the things he said, so you burn the tape. And Jared said, no, that's kind of old school, right? You bury the tape, you burn the tape, whatever. That's old school. You watch it, you learn from it, you get better. Again, I love Jared's attitude. He, he, he was very clear that we all played bad. He played bad. He owned himself. And he said, really, there was not a lot of good going on on that field. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, he's, they're going to look at it and they're going to learn from it. Every single one of those people are going to look at and learn from, from that tape. So I think that's good. I think that works, works really well um, as, as an approach. I think it's modern. I think the idea of acknowledging where you aren't, where you want to be, and understanding how people are exploiting that helps you become better and helps you uh, stop those things in the future. After the, the loss to Seattle, one of the things that Dan Campbell said that really nobody talked about, but it was, it was so very illustrative of the thinking and the approach that they have was that um, we, they, 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 just, they just exposed us. They beat us and they exposed us. And we have to look at that and figure out so that nobody else can do that. Um, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically the quote from, from Coach Campbell. And that is exactly what Jared Goff said and, uh, after this game when he was talking to, to Rich Eisen, Superman, Rich Eisen, world's best dad, uh, world's number one dad. <laughs> um, that's basically the mentality and that's the way to approach it because so many teams say, we're going to do the same, but we're just going to execute. It's about execution, right? Well, there's schematic things as well, because they didn't get beaten by 30 points in the first half, effectively, by not executing, right? There was everybody, I mean, from the guy who inflated the footballs to the guy who chose the length of the cleats to the guy who was polishing helmets, they failed top to bottom and across the board. Um, This team... This team needs to learn from it and needs to figure out how they got exploited and exposed like that and prevent that from ever happening again. Yeah. On the defensive side of the ball, there's a commonality with what happened in Seattle. Lomas Brown talked about it um, on, a, on a different podcast uh, yesterday. Um, I, I wrote about it at Lionswear, um, so y'all don't have to listen because uh, I know some of you don't like to listen to that particular podcast. But Lomas was great. He's like, why are they playing off? Why are they playing passive? Why are we not attacking them? And that was the impetus for the article, or it's not an article. It's an opinion piece that I wrote asking why don't we, why do we not play the same defense that's really good against everybody else when we play mobile quarterbacks? Mm -hmm. And I don't understand it. And I have 
Lomas didn't say it, but I think he's on board with me, and I'm, I'm happy to. If my if my football opinion is close to what Lomas Browns is, I'm pretty happy with myself. Yeah, you, you definitely would want to be in company with a Florida Gator. Go on. Uh, yeah, yeah um, I'll, I'll give you that one. Um, they're they're not very good this hey, year, but wait, that wasn't that your was, left. You, it's got to be the right hand on top, buddy. You, you, you really? That. Yeah, it cannot. Be Honestly, that. I did not 100%. know that. Yeah, you got to get the okay. chop right. All right, I should know that. I have a, I have a ton of. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I have Mr. A ton of family sir. that went there. So <laughs> I apologize, but, but Mr. Anzalone, sir. He'll get it right for me. Yes, I promise. Yes, Alex Anzalone didn't have a very good game Saturday, <laughs> Sunday either. You can say that um, for everybody. I expect him to be. A, <laughs> I expect him to be a lot better. Yeah. But one of the things is, is that against Seattle, and there's the threat of Geno Smith running, but also throwing. And Lamar Jackson, where there's the threat of him running, but also throwing, we tend to not stop either of them. Like, let's not let the and, and you notice it especially with the back seven or back six, as it may be at times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The safeties are passive; they're worried, like, "Oh crap, I can't necessarily run as far deep as I want to with this receiver to help out my cornerback on the inside on the inside help because." He might run, and I got. I'm the guy that has to come up and get that. And they don't do anything, and that happened a lot in this game. And Lamar, to his credit, threw the ball when he used to run the ball. He yeah. is. I so cringe at people who are like, "Oh, he's a running back throwing the." Ball. Y'all don't watch football whatsoever if you think that opinion. Like, if if you are someone who thinks that Lamar Jackson should be a running back or a wide receiver, stop listening now. Go get professional help. You don't know what the bleep you're talking about. Just do it right now. Like, go away. Find find somebody who can slap some sense into you. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the case with some other quarterbacks. But if you're thinking that Lamar Jackson's completing 70% of his passes with a higher yards per attempt than Jared Goff is, and Jared Goff is having a damn good year. Uh, didn't have one Sunday, but all in all, he's having a damn good year. Yeah. Like he's he's an MVP candidate, folks, and he doesn't do it just because he can run. He can also throw pretty darn well. They got him receivers. They don't have a run game to speak of, um, yep. and that was actually one of the disappointing things. And that's that was one of the areas that I wanted to focus on. Was like our run defense has been so good because we attacked gaps. We stopped them from running where they wanted to go. We, Aaron Glenn's defense, dictated to the offense where they can go. And Baltimore flipped that. And some of that is because Aaron Glenn's scheme was complicit in letting them flip it. And I hope that Aaron Glenn has learned from those mistakes. He did very well from the Seattle game. Yep. Um, From that game until Sunday, Lions were top five defense. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it all collapsed very quickly because he got away from playing Aaron Glenn's defense, and that was frustrating. And I hope that they take that frustration out on the Las Vegas Raiders, who are certainly not the Baltimore Ravens. No, no. And Jimmy Garoppolo still not cleared. Uh, good question. LFG, how did the Lions stumble upward? Well, I'll tell you. They were tied for first in the NFC, which, hey, that's good. But as the seeding went, they were third. So they were the third seed in the NFC. That's right. This week... They managed to lose by 30 points and ascend ascend (laughs) to 
to the second seed in the NFC. That's right. Thanks that's to right. the debacle that happened in Minnesota. Um, so that's they um, that's based on stumbled, but they stumbled upward. <laughs> that is based on conference losses and wins. The exactly. Ravens are an AFC team, so losing to them isn't as painful in the tiebreak standings as what losing to Minnesota was for San Francisco. Yeah, that's yeah. that's why they fell up. Yep. So that's look. You take it however you can take it. Wait. And you give it however you can give it. I don't know, man. I just okay. Whatever you do, what you do, what you can. When you do what you can do. Um, thanks to the Niners. Thanks to putting us in the second seed. Now we look ahead to the softest schedule in the NFL. This now is all <laughs> on. Gonna be so nice. This is all on the Detroit Lions, folks. And this is something that I think for those you know, I, I'm not going to use the the SOL thing. I've, I've, I've retired that. It's not my vocabulary for the PTSD lions fans. Okay. Cause that's, that's okay. basically what, what, what we have here. And that, that's a fair diagnosis. by the way. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I've, I've been all over the psychology of this so far today. Uh, get your SSRIs and you're a PTSD lions fan. Uh, but no, the, the, the thing that I would kind of point out is historically when things lined up like this for the lions, they found a way to stumble. They found a way to fall and they found a way to fail. I don't remember. It was within the last five or six seasons. They had to win one of like the last four games or five games of the season to make the playoffs. And they lost every single one. That was the RELAX year for Green Bay, actually, now that I think about it. And Green Bay won the division took the playoff spot and we sat looking uh, from the outside in this for the PTSD fans is exactly the lions that people are used to. That's the exact lions that people, these, these folks are looking for. I don't see that in this team. This is not that kind of a lions team. We've got the right kind of schedule. We've got the players. We have an opportunity here. The buy is at the perfect time we have. I don't want to call it a soft game because it's the NFL. And the, 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 the Niners found against the, the Vikings a completely different outcome than they expected uh, in that game. But we're at home on Monday night. Everything, you know, we'll get a little bit longer to heal up this week. And then we have the bye afterwards. So you may be able to push guys a little bit that otherwise would make it push them into service. Just things are lined up right for the Lions to come in here, do their job, especially after that loss. Get the bounce back, head into the bye, heal, rethink retool analyze that baltimore tape deep analyze that seattle tape deep and then get ready for this again this kind of soft serve roll through the rest of the season i i really believe that i really really believe that that's that's how things are going to line up and and what we have for this team and i hope finally i want to get rid of that three-letter acronym and just call them the ptsd fans because that's that's what they're riding on they're they're now living in the past right they're now living in 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 historical perspective they're not living with this team and where this team is with the players and the coaching staff 100 percent agree that's i there is so much to look forward to with this team still rising you did it earlier dan talks about it going Steady, steady, steady. We might have been a little bit ahead of schedule. Maybe, maybe Sunday was a, I will never say that they needed a loss, but I think, I think the reality check, I think they're processing it right based on what I've heard Dan say in his, in his interviews, 
um, both you know with the media and also on, on a couple of radio spots or, or TV things that he's done. And a couple of the other players have, have intimated at it too. Like, maybe we maybe we can use that to process where we're at, where we can get better. Um, maybe we were a little overconfident. Maybe we didn't prepare well enough. That was one of the things that Dan talked about was, man, we, did, we canceled practice. We just did like a half-speed walkthrough last Wednesday. That's probably a bad idea. I'm going to learn from that. I'm, maybe, maybe I've – that's what you want. When you make a mistake, don't repeat it. Learn from it. Yeah. Grow. And I think that's the mindset that they've taken. Uh, you, you heard what Jared Goff in a couple of interviews that he did. They're, they're processing it in the way that you would want a good football team to process it. Because every good team loses games, too. Yep. And you think Kansas City felt after they lost at home on, on the night where they're raising their banner to us. And they had all that blue. Remember with the Jets game? The Jets game is the one that are that one in the Dallas game when when. Uh, Sandman got the suite and we all hung out in the suite at Ed Ford Field and, and Dallas took over. Those are tough, man. Those were really, really tough losses. And Kansas City, they I don't know that they've had a loss like that. I don't know that they've had a fan base come in and just ball drag Arrowhead like Lions fans did that time. And that for them was that slap in the face, was that wake up call. Right. And I think this might have been exactly like you're saying that uh, that wake up call for the Detroit Lions to help get them straight. And frankly, had that been like a heartbreaker loss, I'd have actually been angry. You know what I mean? I'd have been disappointed and frustrated by a, a heartbreaker loss there. This kind of a beating just tells me I know that's not the team that, that we have. Right? right. I know that's not the team that they had. It was a crappy day. But this this is what they needed. Sometimes you just need an ass kicking to get your head straight. It's just the way it is, right? <laughs> I mean, go back to what we did to Jacksonville last year. Yeah. They didn't lose again. They won a playoff game after that. They didn't lose until the divisional round of the playoffs. Um, after we beat, it was, it was 41 to 10, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's what good teams do. By the way, they started kind of slow this year. Oh, by the way, they're five and two. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yep. That's yep. uh look again. Can you imagine thinking two. Yeah. Can you imagine six and two into the bye? Nobody really predicted that. No. Nobody did. And and this is like this is like break out the floats on, on the Saturday after we finish the St. Jude parade in the bye week. Break out the floats. Have a mid season parade or a bye week parade for this yeah. team because God dang did they I still my voice still isn't right from the Tampa game. Uh <laughs> God dang did they have a good time, man. This is worth it. This is worth it, man. It's it's a fun ride. With roller coasters, you, you go up the hills, sometimes you go down. Sometimes you have to catch a little vomit in your mouth and not let it go in your Whoever's riding behind you, um, th- this is a case of that. You know, just burp and settle, move on. But that's that's. <laughs> I yell that to my kids when they're having a bad moment in their sports. <laughs> burp and settle, and they know exactly what it means, and it yeah. kind of centers them. And I think that's what the Lions did: burp and settle. Have, I'm have, burping on this fresco here. <laughs> have, have, have they ever vomited after you said that? <laughs> Not that I'm aware okay. of. Okay. 
All right. All right. That's all right. My knowledge. Let's get uh, back to the injury talk. Was there anything else? I mean, Montgomery, he, he's we talked about him a little bit, but he's been, you know, in the two losses. Yeah. His, him being missing is the the Jonah, Jonah Jackson. Jonah Jackson was very badly missed Sunday, mm-hmm. and I don't think he's going to be back either this week. That's just my guess speculation at this point. Yep. He has an injury that does get better with rest and not using it. And I think you can buy another week. Look, the Raiders have Max Crosby as their pass rush. That's it. That's the list. Yep. Their their interior defensive line is nothing in the pass game. So I think this is a game where you can buy another week for him, putting in Graham Glasgow at left guard, putting Big V at right guard. Hopefully they both play better because neither one of them played well in Baltimore. And then Jonah comes back two weeks later and he's good to go. And yeah. I think that's I think that's the plan. So I, I don't expect to see Jonah this week. If we do, it's great because mm-hmm. he's a good player. <laughs> like they clearly missed him. Yep. Um, the only other injury that is meriting talking about is James Houston. And I brought up the Detroit Lions morning rounds earlier, Jimmy. He brought it up today on Twitter and I hadn't, or X, whatever they want to call it. I'm, it's always going to be Twitter. <laughs> but he brought up the fact that it's, the injury that he suffered is typically it's a it's a clean break is a six to eight week injury it happened six weeks ago today yeah so he could be back soon i I don't know anything about what's going on with his progress or rehab or anything but something to think about especially with the trade deadline coming and a lot of people panicking about pass rush yeah maybe they have internal help coming back maybe just a thought and and the thing about Crosby uh, was it I want to say Bisky was all BK Crosby rushes from everywhere he does but that's why you have the ability yeah for he does he's a good player that's why you he's have really the good for a quarterback to call protections and they will call yeah. protections around where Crosby lines up I I'm I'm not as worried now will they try to disguise where he's at stunt that kind of stuff absolutely but. We've got one of the top def- offensive lines in the league, and that's injured. That's injured. So I'm not. I'm not concerned yeah. with our ability. Now, look, the, the 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 Ravens just ate right. They ate that line and and, and shredded it. Um, but I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned. Justin Madubuike was a beast against yeah. us. That was I'm a problem. Not, I'm not concerned about Max Crosby and the other guys because that's what that's if they were a band, it would be Max Crosby and the other guys. Right, the, the Max Draw, Crosby musical group, or whatever, and the and the backbeats, or whatever. Uh, <laughs> he's great, uh, and he's he's from Detroit. Like it's going to be a welcome homecoming for him. And I know there's a whole lot of fans that really want to trade for him. I don't think that's going to happen, but no. uh, he, he's a great player, easy guy to like too. Um, has been very upfront about his personal demons and overcoming them. Yep. great guy, great yep. player. Yes, yes. They don't have anybody else that scares you on that defense. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one of their problems. That's one of the reasons why they're looking for another pass rusher, why they actually think they're going to be buyers instead of sellers. That don't seems see. to be the fair general consensus from the, the Raiders media is that they really need another pass rusher. They're mentioned in the Daniel Hunter things if Minnesota wants to get rid of him, which I don't think they will because – as easy as our schedule is, they basically have the same schedule and they're chasing us and chasing wild card. Like the, they got four on the road. So te- they got like they they do, got a tough go. <laughs> they all, their, their schedule's pretty, 
it lays out very nicely for them to get to 10 wins. And uh, I think that's as high as they can get. But yeah. their schedule's looking pretty pretty nice for them, too. They've, they've got a run right now where they can win four or five, let's say six out of seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they start playing Detroit. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's, that's going to be so meaningful, though. That's, that's what's going to be great yeah. is how meaningful those games yeah. are. Um, I, what would be even more exciting is if those were meaningless games, though. I, I'm so stuck on playing meaningless games at the end of December where hey, we're going to rest some guys. It's funny how we argued for years. We want to play meaningful games in December. That was like Matt Patricia's gold statement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now we want them to be irrelevant because we've already won. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. Let's uh, really quick. We'll move on to the next topic. I just really want to call out St. Jude again. St. Jude.org slash DLP. All your help. Please, if you can, please donate there. We've got a big 24-hour podcast thon with all kinds of. We'll have some fun shenanigans. We'll have great interviews. Friday, November 3rd. Yep. Friday, November 3rd, 9 a.m. We start. And oddly, I have a meeting for work that I have to do from eight to nine, Riz. So I'm going to skip out like oh, 10 no. minutes afterwards. So I actually have to get up a little bit earlier to be able to do this. But um, 9 a.m. No, Friday, November 3rd, you can listen to us all day at work. Put us on the on the YouTube stream. You can uh, put us on, uh, you know, audio, video, the whole thing. And we will go till 9 a.m. Saturday morning. And um, it's, it's the bye week. So there's no post game show on Sunday. Thank goodness. We'll do a show. That week on Wednesday, and hopefully I won't have overly abused my voice by then. It's good. It's going to be. I'm looking so forward to it. Just to give you an idea of some of the guests that we've got, um, I have not worked on the Lions end of it. That's sort of Chris's angle. I'm bringing in um, Mark Schofield's going to be with us from SB Nation. Uh, John Ledyard, so John Ledyard, and Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs, who all used to be part of a great draft website that has since fallen apart. Um, they're doing their own things now. They're all doing great. They will all be with us. Trevor Sycamore, who now runs the draft for PFF, um, has agreed to come on um, and grace us with his beauty because he's he's very pretty. Um, also a really smart guy. <laughs> like we got um, Doug Farrar will be back. Um, he has agreed to do, and he came in last year. I want to say he came on at 1 a.m. He, he lives yeah. in Seattle. Yep. yep. Uh, he was phenomenal. Um, and he, he talked with us for like an hour, and I so needed Doug's invigoration for what he brought to us. Cause I was, that was the, that's the time where I drag. Like if I like midnight to about three is where I drag. And then like the last three hours, I'm like, yeah, I'm wired. Let's go. <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's just how it works. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so he, he'll, 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 he will be back and also doing another late night shift. Uh, there's a very good chance that we will have a prominent Detroit area musician with us. I can't confirm it yet, but sound sounding good. <laughs> uh, very, very good chance that we will have a national personality that you would recognize from TV. I am waiting for him to give me a time that he's free because he actually does have to work that day for a major network. But he and I go back a little bit and he kind of owes me one. So I go. called it in. So hopefully we will have him. That would be there great. We got WMW2. I'll upgrade you guys to the TV all day. Hattori hands up. Thank you, Samurai Sword Salesman, sir. Uh, he took PTO. He's going to be with us all day oh, again. That's nice. Um, that's, nice. that's awesome. It's, it's good. Uh, Hodges have the items been put up for bid yet. We're going to do it different this year. Rather than have the auction, we're going to put up items throughout the day. And I'm not, I'm not sure exactly how, but we've got a stack of items and whoever the highest bidder for the hour is of 
uh, donations to St. Jude will then win that item. So we're, we're going to run it that way a little bit. It just winds up being easier to kind of track and do it that way. So uh, we will we will track and run that throughout the day. And uh, all that money will then, because again, accounting for all this stuff and then re-putting a donation, all that, it's, it's, it's actually a lot of work. <laughs> and um, we're, we're going to do it this way and we'll get the stuff out to folks that way. So good stuff there. Um, the, 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 the full offensive line signed Hank's Tank's shirt, also signed by Hank Fraley. That's, that's, a, that's a big prize. We'll have some other things as well. Great stuff. Um, a lot of other stuff. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Mickey Redmond would be a great great guest god yeah um i love mickey i would love to have mickey on um we talked to dave strader back in the day when he worked with mickey if people remember dave strader um he was i love dave strader i I wasn't around for that so i i I missed that yeah yeah he was great so we'll see um love to see rich eisen folks if there's people you would like to see on the show i i urge you to ping them via the twitter machine or if any of you know them Pick them because we we're, we're, we've got feelers out and we're working with a lot of people doing a lot of things to put these things together. But if you have folks that you'd love to see, help us help help drive them to us and and we'll work it. Just tell them to follow us on the on the Twitter machine and uh, we can DM that way or you know our our our, our uh, contact info is on the website as well. You can give them the email and, and we will absolutely answer and work with them. We love we love to get those folks on. Bubba Baker would be great. Melfar superstar. I would love I would love for him. Now I, I gotta say. And I'm eyeing it right here. It's just like, <laughs> I want Bubba to bring me barbecue because barbecue is good stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm touching it right now. My work, we did this giant project and we all got little prizes and uh, we got to choose. And I wound up with a PlayStation, PlayStation 5, PS5, PS6, Ooh. whatever the new one is. You the 5? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a beaut. And I got a 2. <laughs> controller right here. Um, oh, wow. Call of Duty's back on the menu, folks. Maybe we'll do a little bit of play along at, at some point. Just uh, maybe do twenty minutes, half hour or something. Do some fun. We'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll make it a good time and do some some fun stuff. But um, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Taylor Swift, yeah, let's get Swifty on there. Uh, you know, that'd be nice. Whatevs. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm morbidly fascinated. Um, I, I yeah, kind of want to see your concert movie, honestly. Like, Jeff, absolutely would love McAfee uh and and yes and he, yeah he would be great would absolutely love yes. to have McAfee. um even after he's, the, he's the 24 hour show even after yeah. the 24 hour show will uh i'm 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 up well i'll throw in my my i don't know what they call it, it used to be gamer id on, on, on xbox but i'll we'll i'll we'll hook up we'll get together and we'll get some play we'll uh we'll have some fun uh chris play vr football <laughs> that's pretty good stuff all right, stjude.org slash DLP. Sorry, we did a little digression there. Sometimes we, we, we don't get to talk enough socially. Sometimes we, we will also we have other space. members of the DLP family on. Bischoff will come on. Yeah. Russell Brown will be on. Michael Gray will buy some time for, for one of us or both of us to go to the bathroom at a time. Um, <laughs> Gray will do more than that, obviously. But um, yeah. I'm sure Ash will come on. I haven't actually talked to Ash about that, but I'm sure he will, will oh, yeah. grace us with his Canadianness. Um, <laughs> by the way, keep watching his more. His morning stuff, it's, it's in my routine now that I yeah. watch Ash. Yep. I love it. I love it. it. It happens like right after my kids go to school, too. So I'm like, oh, let's watch Ash now. This is yeah. great. It's great. He's, he's, so, he's so funny. <laughs> he's so smart. And, and, and yes. like a lot of people, smart. He, he, it's his delivery. It's, it grows on you. It does. But I, I, am, I, am, I absolutely love 
ash and who he is and how he does it's it's just he's got the just the right kind of disability i love it i absolutely and it's that's his words that's his words by the way i'm not i'm not picking on him right it I mean, is, it is his, his words. words and uh ash is, is absolutely fantastic um orlovsky yeah i got his number he's difficult he's been difficult to get on the last couple of years because his time at espn is his espn time and then he's fully focused on family which he is dad man yeah yeah Yeah. credit to him but um anyway yeah anyone if you guys can folks love 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 to have um love to have any of them on any of your connections that you guys can use we'd love to 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 use those because it's a it's a good time and it's all for a good case a good cause stjude.org slash dlp stjude.org slash dlp jump in and uh and, and donate it's all tax deductible help us help some some families who could use it all right let's get into it we're gonna start out it's a big conversation. Riz said he could talk for seven hours on this or for hours on this. So I'm, I'm six I'm, hours. I said, but we're not going to do that because I got to go to bed at some point. So we'll, prep for a we'll get the abridged version here. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. So I want to start with this and I, I want to start with, I know you have a great article up at lions wire, lions wire Go check it out. Riz, all the guys up there, Russ, all Great, great content. Very, very worth your time. Um, between Lions Wire and the Detroit Lions podcast, it's really it's it's got you covered. Um, but I would um I want to go into this one because this is really, really intriguing for me. And it's both a need, and you talked about it in your article, and I I understand, I understand, but Derek Henry. Tell me D- where I'm wrong. No, 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 no. I I don't think you are wrong, but I think the cost is a little bit different than maybe because they know Derek's. The problem is, is they've sold that they're going to put him with a contender and they want to they want to deal him. That's that. Right. So they've kind of devalued him a little bit with that. I also think that Henry probably has another year in the tank and he's probably an opportunity for one of those Brad Holmes one year specials. You know what I mean? And he almost immediately fills that Derrick Henry role. Or sorry, the Derrick Henry. Of course he fills our role. The 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 Montgomery Montgomery role. role. Yeah, the Demont. Um he really, really is almost plug and play on that and is just punishing. And that's one of the things that Ben Johnson and Dan Campbell and Hank Fraley and that offense wants is to absolutely punish the opposing defense. If you watch, it's a momentum game for the lions on offense and they've done well in the first, in the first quarter and they've done well until the third quarter. Right. But for them, it is a momentum game. They keep busting and busting and busting the chops on that defense until they're just beaten. It's like, it's almost like breaking a man down in UFC. And I know everybody here isn't necessarily a UFC fan, but you see it in the ring where somebody just breaks someone's will and they, and and the confidence and their ability to win disappears and the fight, com- it just instantly changes and, and you know, it's over. You can see it in the other fighters eyes and it just folds. That's what this offense tries to do to opposing defenses. And adding a guy, a punisher like Derrick Henry fits that bill. And and I hate to say it because I know guys kind of, I know the hot hand and the get in the groove, but boy, if you could rotate, you know, a quarter with one, a quarter with another, or drive with one, a drive with another, keep them fresh, keep them just murdering defensive linemen and linebackers. You would, you would prevent injury likely because there's, there's less hurt 
and or less wear and tear on them in a in, a, in an individual game, and you would just gas the shit. And I, I mean, between them and a no huddle type of offense, you could just you could you would break down a defense almost. Uh, you know, three drives, four drives in, right? They, they'd start to get that look in their eye and you could start to see it. I just love what Derek could bring. I would love to see we could get him, you know, make it work for another year, get him one of the extra one year deal. So it's not just the 10 game signing and hope it works out kind of a thing. Um, you, you talk about a fourth round pick. I think a fourth round pick works if you get him for another year on a contract. You would, but if you, you would just have to for, sign him for another year. So, yeah, and and yeah. the premise behind what you're what you what I stated was he's going to bring back a comp pick because he's a free agent at the end of yep. the season. Yep. You have to offer the Titans more than what that comp pick would be. Otherwise, there's no point in trading him. Yep. Like, there's none. There isn't. So let's say he. Let's say he. I don't. I don't think he's going to get third round money. Um, so if, if you don't know how comp picks work, they're tiered based on the net net free agency with uh, inflow versus outflow. outflow. Yep. Yeah. Um, and Derrick Henry is probably not going to get a massive contract, not the way some other ones are. Uh, and that means he's probably going to be in that next group where he is. Uh, thir- people who get third round. Comp picks are like quarterbacks, offensive tackles, mm-hmm. uh, wide receivers, cornerbacks, those those type of guys, like big tickets. I think he's going to sign for like two years, $10 million, $12 million maybe. Uh, he's made a lot of money, and we've seen it. We know it. We know it to be true. Running backs just don't get paid that much. Yeah. So he would probably bring back a fourth-round pick, comp pick. Mm-hmm. If you're the Lions, by the way, don't have a fourth-round pick, uh, you would have to trade a third-round pick in order to get him. And I do think that that would work, uh, especially given how they just dealt Kevin Bayard away, um, arguably their best defensive player to the Eagles for what was a fifth and a, a pick swap. Like, would have been nice to be in on that. Not that, not that we need safety help, but guys really good. Yeah. You know, yeah. so uh, that's yeah. the premise behind that. And, and that's also true if you're wanting Mike Evans. From Tampa, I don't think Mike Evans is for sale. I don't. You would know that better than I would. Yeah, being in Tampa, he's not going anywhere. There, there are two things with that. First, you're he's going to get a third round pick, which means that you're going to have to probably give up a second in order to get him. Because I don't think there's going to be enough teams that would be willing to give Tampa Bay a third round pick. You're probably going to have to up that. Oh, by the way, he's making thirteen million dollars this year. Yep. They're not eating a dime of that so you got to absorb that in that takes away any cap that you want to roll over to pay Amon Ross St. Brock to pay Jared Goff an extension to pay Panay Sewell an extension you're you're kneecapping yourself there by making that trade that's and, and I put it as a hypothetical or a rhetorical question there does that sound like the way that Brad Holmes does business that's right now, it, does, it does not to me Here's your compelling thing, your compelling case. And I, I think everyone who listens regularly knows how, what I think on this, on, on at least right now, about Ben Johnson and his, his departure plans for the end of the year. I don't think he's going anywhere. I, I, they're going to make it work. Everybody involved is going to make it work that he stays. But if you're not Detroit everybody Lions, wants to be a head coach, <laughs> if you're the Detroit <laughs> Lions right now and you are worried about Ben Johnson leaving, this is your window. 
this is your window. Do you go and eat it and, and try to jam it through that window right now? Now, there's some people out there. Um, I didn't say Derek Henry was the biggest need. Uh, there was no. the question, why would he was, you? He was a hypothetical draft, example. That why I would you draft? I, I, I a, well, what, what someone said, why would you draft a running back at 12 if you're going to get another one uh, on, on a trade? And that's your biggest need. Why does, you know, why do you draft Trey Lance (laughs) and then draft Brock Purdy and then make Brock Purdy your starter? And now you're running somebody. Things happen. I mean, nothing's static. Like things change regularly and you have to adjust to that. So the thing is, is I believe if there was a way to affordably and sensibly get Derek Henry on this offense, it would change things for the better. Um, I don't know that we're going to get a wide receiver on this team. That's going to be the difference maker that we need, but we absolutely need a wide receiver on this team. I just think it's going to wind up being through the draft next 100%. year. 100%. So, and it's eight. Look at this dumbass. So Gibbs is a bust. That's the argument. No, no, you are a smooth brain, my friend. What? Don't, don't put, <laughs> don't put words in people's mouth. You freaking stupid ass. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. looking at the chat. I'm like, wow, this is the what? dumbest chatter. In the- hey, 97, one call. Wow. <laughs> Wow. oh man that's hilarious. okay wow there are some people uh, i swear to god too many people got dropped on their heads as kids man yeah. it's tough yeah feel bad and, for them yeah. so okay um, there you go so I, I will put the, the draft head on real quick it's a phenomenal year to need a wide receiver in the draft first round second round third round i can find you guys in every round this year it's been a point of emphasis for mine running draft wire it's a great year to need wide receivers of all shapes and sizes yeah and there are all shapes and sizes coming out um by the way one of the needs that i put in there um for trade needs i think the biggest need on the offense right now is a slot receiver not necessarily a a down the field guy because i think jmo can do that i think kelly freeman can do that they need another guy who can play in the slot reliably and get instantly open the way amonra does so when amonra isn't there they don't have to scrap the entire offense because nobody else can do what he does. Right. I would love to see them get a, a slot, a true slot receiver. Not that there's a lot of them available, and not that I think that they see that as the need, but that's if, if I had to go number one need on offense, it's slot receiver. Defense is cornerback, outside cornerback mm-hmm. specifically, mm-hmm. Uh, just because the injuries have hit. We saw what happened. Why do you feel Jerry's good hurt. at the outside? Why do you feel good at the outside on receiver? Uh, because Josh Reynolds is there, because uh, – Kali Freeman's there. Ah, see, you I can, knew you were going to go there. You can, can play. Um, Antoine Green has some potential. I think you. Potential. I, yeah. I actually thought he played a pretty solid game against Baltimore. He didn't get the ball much. Right. right. Um, and and there's still the potential for JMO to erupt and go off. Yep. Uh, yep. I don't think that it's going very well right now. I don't think that's entirely all on him. I think the quarterback bears some responsibility for that. I will say. I think the offensive coordinator bears a lot more responsibility for why JMO isn't working because they're not asking him to do things that JMO does well. Yes. Lois yes. Brown also talked about that extensively in the interview that he did with the other podcast. Yep. Get him the ball on a throw him a screen, throw him a tunnel screen. That's how that's he ate he ate defenses alive in Alabama with that. You don't think Panay can get out there and make that block? Mm-hmm. Come on, try it. One one of the other things to think about, and this is actually a good point Nostradamus is making, is one of the things you're not considering is that some people are going to be spenders in free agency and won't get uh, a comp pick anyway. So to be able to have a guy run out and wind up with a comp pick, and then that gives them the ability to pick up a big name 
and break even and not lose on that end of the bargain right. later on. So, and by the way, I never, sense. ever, ever, ever want a comp pick as a Detroit Lions fan. Right. Because that means that they're not adding to the team. That means they're losing. Yes. They're net losers in free agency. I don't want that. Yep. Ever. I like Antoine Green as, as, as a growth potential. He did have, he ran some great routes. You're right. He didn't get the ball that much. So I, I, I want to see more from that. Uh, Khalif. I love Khalif. I love everything about him except his height. I feel like he's, he's not <laughs> quite the outside guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, if there was somebody there for I the know. right price, I absolutely would go for that. I absolutely would. And it, and I don't mean to say that at all in a way to be disparaging to Khalif. You know what I mean? It's just the yes. way it is. So offensively, I think that's where you're saying uh, from a line perspective, there's just no treasure to be had on the offensive line. It's, it's such a dearth of oh, talent no. and a talent availability as much as we'd love to upgrade, maybe get, Somebody in there is a good backup for these guys to get. There's just nothing. There's just nothing out there. So it's it's kind of a fool's errand to even discuss. Yeah. Quite frankly, the Lions' depth is better than most teams on the offensive line right now. Yep. I mean, we got Graham Glasgow who's playing in. Yep. But I, I dare say that Matt Nelson, when he comes back, is not going to be that bad. Like, yeah. Hopefully. He's also, by the way, eligible to be activated. Nobody knows what's going on with him. So yeah. hopefully we find that out tomorrow, too. Um, again, everything we're recording this Wednesday night. We're playing Monday Night Football, so normally what happens on Wednesday this week is when we first get we get a chance to talk to Dan. We talk about injuries. He gives us a little update. We get an actual injury report. We didn't get any of that today. We don't get it till tomorrow. So we're a little bit more in the dark on injuries than we like to be when yeah. we do the show. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's move in, with, and you can see him chomping at the bit in the uh, in the in the chat. People want to talk special teams. I'm just joking. They want to talk about defense. <laughs> just had to give them a little, little shake. Um, <laughs> we are ranked very low in special teams. If I, if I, I have to, it's not been record. good. No, uh, uh, PFF uh, has us. Jack Fox, Jack Fox, Fox had one really bad game. And other than that, he's been phenomenal this year. The <laughs> blocking specifically on the return units has been wretched. Yes. And Dave Fipp knows it. And, and that's not what we saw in the preseason at all. No, in the preseason, they were incredible. Ranked 26th. Special teams are ranked 26th. So maybe uh, yeah. maybe Mr. Fipp is looking at that uh, lot, uh, that lottery ticket in his hand, and the people just don't know that he's won. All right, let's get to it. Free agent kicker. Free agent kicker is a big deal. No. <laughs> um, I, I am here I, the, for the Dave Fipp press conferences. <laughs> that was phenomenal. That was a ride last yeah. week. Oh, man. <laughs> like, it was all music. It wasn't Riz music, right? But no, it was, was talking it about was Luke Holmes and <laughs> he talked about uh, he so talked about going to graduation yeah. at the Naval Academy, <laughs> like yeah. all kinds of weird, like yeah. totally yeah. not. And it was fabulous. Yeah, oh, yeah. it was fifty-seven. It's about fifty-seven point two miles. It's like it's not about you know exactly how far it is. I know that it was twenty-six <laughs> yards. Right? It's, it's hilarious. Yeah. He's good. Uh, I love Fipster. Um, all right, let's talk about defense. Uh, let's start along the defensive line. That's a big, that's a, a big screamer. Look, with James Houston being out with that with that injury, we have absolutely missed the pressure and the rush that he brings. We didn't bring Charles yeah. Harris to uh, to Baltimore because we were going light and fast rather than with the big meat. Uh, you know, a couple different personnel groupings for a couple different teams that you're playing and the schemes you're working, but we. It just, it absolutely feels like this team needs somebody else 
to put the pressure on and to really get into that backfield. We're, we're getting pressure, but we're not getting sacks. I'm seeing um, people wrap Hutchinson's pads, his shoulder pads around his neck and try to strangle with him. And it's not a hold. That's interesting to me, but it doesn't matter. It's just the way it is. We need somebody else to put pressure on there. And I think one more pass rusher, a good edge will really, it'll free up the middle. It'll free up Hutch. It'll free up. Everybody gets to eat at that point. It feels like that's the one missing ingredient in that stew. Jack Campbell. Love the kid. Great personality. We he just ain't it. Day. He just ain't it right now, man. They're trying to make it. And, and it's frustrating to me because what did I say for two years? Derek Barnes was a fantastic outside linebacker pass rusher at Purdue. Yep. Yep. And they've never used him with that. And now they're turning Jack Campbell, who was a phenomenal, quick thinking inside, natural inside off ball linebacker. And they're asking him to play the exact role that Barnes thrived at at Purdue. Yep. That frustrates me, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, you think about how the lions, how the lions are, um, are, are typically find their talent. They found a guy in commish. They found James Houston. They find guys on the, on the cheap that do great work. Charles Harris, Charles, Harris. An example. Well, he was, he was a first round pick though, man. He just didn't pan out he when he, yeah, my guy's got a couple of big houses. Anyway. Um, so, <laughs> um, so, so yeah, Charles, Charles has got his, his thing going on. We need somebody else. We need somebody else to put the pressure on who who's out there. What do we do? Is this, is this going to be a priority for Brad Holmes? If we're in a position to buy. Don't so defensive tackle. Absolutely not. And they've told you that. And I wrote this, look at their weekly inactives. The healthy scratches every week are a third round pick from this year and a 2021 second round pick that Brad Holmes wanted to take in the first round. They're your healthy scratches every week. They've got depth on the defensive line. Well, they believe they have too much at defensive tackle right now. Mm-hmm. Not, not enough. Too much. Because they can't even get guys on the field that they really liked in the draft process. And by the way, they will continue to talk up Broderick Martin. He's doing fairly well. It's a mystery to me why he doesn't play. I don't get it. Not my call. Right. But right. them not playing him and keeping him inactive and keeping Levi Anzarike inactive, that is an indication that they like what they've got already, that they can't get these guys that they really like. on like The, the, the thoughts of like going up to get Leonard, like, yeah, Leonard, well, hell yeah, man, bring him with him. They don't think they have a need there. They're telling you that very plainly. Edge is a little different because they have had the injury to James Houston. We don't know when he's coming back. And that's not There's, an easy one to come back from. I mean, let's just be honest. It's not. B- it's broken not. frame pieces are, are, are big problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, and Charles Harris is limited. He is still third on the team in pressures after Kaminsky and Hutchinson, who's in the top five in the NFL in that. Uh, he's doing pretty well. Ali McNeil, by the way, is in the top five in pressures from the interior on the yep. season. Yep. He did not have a good game against Baltimore either. Uh, I would I, I would actually say this in Washington game film. I thought he got held worse than Hutchinson did through most of that game. 
Um, Hutchison, he's really good at trying to sell the hold when he's just being legally. There's no such thing as legally hooked, but it doesn't get called when their hand is across you and there's a fist like this and they're not actually grabbing anything and they're like closely. That never gets called. It just doesn't. And by the way, Taylor Decker's really freaking good at doing that too. Yeah, he yeah. never gets called for it either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that I mean, there's just <laughs> yeah, there's Bakhtari in the Green Bay offensive line tier, which is is one of the best. At yeah, doing that you know they are absolutely they yes, have been yes, they guys. are. David Bakhtiari is phenomenal at doing that. Yeah. Joe Thomas, who is still the best football player I've ever seen in person, was great at doing that. Yeah. Like he got away with a lot of holds in his career. Um, Hutch, honestly, I think Hutch might actually need to have a game where he doesn't try to embellish it as much as he does. And I think it might actually help him because I think Mm -hmm. then when he does do it, you know, it's sort of the the cry wolf. It's it's sort of like like you've all you've all played. If you play pickup basketball, you know, there's a guy who's always saying foul, man, like I didn't foul you like and, and when he. Like you don't respect it, you don't respect the call because he's always saying all like all the time, like it, it means more if like okay he doesn't say much so oh I must have really done something there I must we, have fouled him. We know from our conversations with Blandino that the officials watch the film and they yes. they they study it. They yep. have to see this this year, and this is my big this is my big argument against holding has been for a long time right. Um, the thing about holding is oh it happens every play it, it doesn't happen every play because a lot of people don't know quite what holding is but it does happen very often right it, it does happen yes, very, very often either we need to call it and have all the ugly game stoppages and the and the and the bore boring couple weeks of football that make us angry because there's stoppages and penalties all the time because if we do that then they'll stop holding Right. They'll get to the point where they don't do it anymore and they will adjust the way they play if they make it a point of emphasis or just change it to a five yard penalty, man. Calling it like because 10 yards means this is a serious penalty, right? 10 yards is a serious penalty. And if it happens so often, then let's just stop. Just stop calling it for 10, make it a five and we'll say, okay, we get it sometimes. It's, it's, it's just, and it's, it's very subjective. They've turned an objective call into something subjective. And that's the thing that frustrates me a great deal. Um, So holding, holding is ugly. I don't know. I think the embellishment in his case, I, I get it. Like in a single game, that may be the case, but if they're watching film, if these officials are actually watching film, they have to see yeah, that was a hold. Oh my god! Yeah, that was hold. Oh my yeah. god! He unbuckled his fucking shoulder pads. That was a hold, right? I mean, at some point, you have to look at it and say, "We're going to call this right." This is a situation, but I don't know. So one one of the option, one of the uh, a suggestion that was made to me by somebody who works in uh, sports media in the state of Michigan was get him a tearaway jersey. And that's not a bad idea. Yeah, I don't. I I honestly don't know yeah. if they still exist. Uh, they used that's, to be a thing back in the day. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's like because he's he's had a couple where he's been undressed, um, and the jersey just doesn't give. So yeah, I don't know. Um, he's by the way, he's going up against it. A, a when he's rushing the right tackle in Las Vegas against one of the guys who's most guilt most infracted guilty of holds. And is really really bad at it. Yeah. So maybe maybe he'll get a shot to to get a couple calls this week because he's certainly being held. Uh, I don't want to say that he's not, but I also like 
I think it's gotten a little crazy, um, especially when it's 28 nothing and you're still nonstop complaining about the holes. Like, yes, I, I understand they still need to make the calls, but don't whine about, like, not getting calls when your team's getting smoked. Like, that's just yeah. not a good look. It's yeah. not. Yeah. And there's a uh, lot of that. Like, I understand frustration. It goes back to earlier. We collectively still don't know how to be fans of a good football team. Mm-hmm. And we're we're all learning. I'm learning myself. Chris, you're learning. Everybody I'm working on We're it. all learning working this hard. on the fly, man. I'm trying my best. I'm going to have lapses. Um, I know y'all are, too. I'm going to try to be accommodating for that and accepting of that. But don't. Don't not progress. We're all fans in the rain. We're not journalists. <laughs> no one ever sees the tears when you're crying in the rain. <laughs> oh, man, man. So, okay. Edge, anybody no, out there that you would target? That. Anybody that you think that is absolutely. Anybody realistically available? Yes, I would love Montez Sweat. I think he'd be mm. great. The man, I don't think the Lions are going to pay for him. The man with the best stab move we've seen at the Senior Bowl. He's got the one arm full rush. It's incredible. He's still good at it. He, I would take him over Chase Young. He has a career waiting for him in the old Kung Fu movies to do the whole yes. whap, grab the char, the, the heart and pull yes. it out and show it to him still beaten. He's incredible, man. That, that I, I was, I've never seen anything like what he could do there. That was it still works man. too. He did yeah. it this weekend. Yeah. Like he yeah. still got it. <laughs> That's one of the things I love. I absolutely Riz. I'm as much as I love the season and I, I mean, I'm trying to enjoy the moment, like moment by moment, enjoy yeah. my way through it. I love the senior bowl, bro. We have so much fun. We learn so much. We, we learn so much. much. It's so fantastic. It is so fantastic. It is. It's. Oh God, I love that. Anyway, I'm already booked this year. Yes. I know. I, yeah, you're at my hotel. I, I, I've done it. I've broken the Riz streak at the uh, at the other place. I don't want to call anything out too much because I don't get people knocking on your door. But okay, okay. Yeah. So here we are. Let's uh, let's let's get into it now. Let's talk about the secondary cornerbacks. Another one that people right. are screaming for. Um, cornerbacks out there. That's another tough position, right? It's it it's you're going to have to find sellers. A lot of people, right? Well, let's just I'll leave names out right now. A lot of people screaming for a lot of names in there amongst the teams that could be looking to sell right now. Who do you think is available that might interest the Lions realistically? Even again, is it it's a short-term rental? We had CJGJ was an example of that short-term rental. Didn't he kind is. of work. We'll see if he if he comes back. I have a feeling he's going to believe Maybe he has unfinished business too. Yeah. I have a feeling CJ GJ is going to believe he has unfinished business though. I think he feels like he I, owes a season. I, I, I just, I how his brain works, you know what I mean? So we'll see, but I think who do we got? Who do we got? Either it's a one year rental or is it somebody more long-term that we can get on a, on a contract at cornerback that could maybe displace one or both of the cornerbacks that we have on the team. I'll already. tell you the guy who interests me, who's re- Patrick Sertain, first off, I'm going to trust my friend Ben Albright that he's not going anywhere, that they're not even listening to calls for him. Yeah. Um, I know other people have said, like, I know people don't like Ben. I like Ben. I trust Ben. Um, I, 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 I will believe him on that one. Mm-hmm. The guy that interests me is Dante Jackson from the Panthers because he is the style of corner that the Lions like. I just they want to like say. a guy who's. Just really quick, I have to. I'm sorry to interrupt, Riz, but I, before we okay. move on from that topic, I just want to throw back, and I'm not going to use it, 
but to the James Houston Memorial horn, um, if Patrick Sertain moves, I'm going to have to find another horn and it may be an air horn this time. <laughs> well, that, that's a Ben. That's not a me. I, I, I don't know I anything know, about know, it, but I know, I, I know. I'm, I'm giving you a hard time. Go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, You're going to be the horniest um, guy on, on a podcast. <laughs> Dante Jackson is a guy who's can play man. He can play zone. He's not particularly great at either, but he can, he can make plays on the ball. He can play either side outside. He's a quality capable number two slash number three outside corner. I think you're, I, I would say, I think they're happy with Cam Sutton being the number one cornerback. I think mm-hmm. up until Sunday, most fans were too. Yeah. yeah. If Jerry and Dante are your number two, number three, I think. So the goal here is to keep Will Harris from playing outside corner. And and put competition between those two guys to be the starter of the two and yes. three. Right. Yes. And Dante Jackson fits and he's look, he's he's Carolina Panthers. He starts most of the time there. They're winless. They're gonna stay winless for a bit. He's not really a guy that's a, like if you can remember, they traded up. They are shy on picks. They're gonna have they're gonna have the number one overall pick. They traded last year for it, so they don't they don't you know, Chicago's got that pick. They got to get as many picks as they can so they can build it up. So he is a guy I can see them selling. I don't think they're moving on from Brian Burns. Uh, and it doesn't sound like Brian Burns actually wants to be traded from, from what I conversation I had Monday, Monday right. um, with somebody that, that covers the Carolina Panthers. Like he doesn't really want to go and they don't really want to get rid of him, but everybody just thinks that they want to like, okay. I'll, all right. File that away. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Dante Jackson is a guy who could be available and could be had for a um, – this is one of the things that I laid out in the, the Alliance Wire article, not to shamelessly self-promote, but I, I did substitute as the huge show yesterday by myself, and uh, nobody self-promotes like the huge one, so I will take my opportunity to do that as well and promote it. You gave, you gave huge a bathroom break. Good for you. I did. I did. I did. <laughs> Fairly certain he he called he called me Monday night like nine o'clock. Can you come in tomorrow? No, it's like, he had a big one to dump. Oh. <laughs> then he he he, sweet, he sweetened the pot a little bit for me, and uh, I'm fairly certain that Bill went golfing. He said, "Thank you, Bill." By the way, oh, there you for go. the opportunity. It was a great show. Had a lot had a lot of fun. Um, talked about some talked some Pistons too, which I really enjoyed. Um, but uh, with with Keith Langley, um, good dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should get, like if we want to talk Pistons, I want to get Keith on the on the telethon because that'd be that'd be fun. But I digress. The price tag for players when you're trading for players and player for player swaps just don't happen. I'd love if they did. They just don't. I don't know why. Okay. Let's say this is purely hypothetical. This is coming out of my head. This is not any inside information. You offer a fourth round pick for Dante Jackson. That's too high. Fifth round pick for Dante Jackson. And they will send you Dante Jackson and a sixth round pick. And that's, or, or no, the flip of that. We will give, no, that's right. Yes. Dante Jackson and a sixth round pick would get you Detroit's fifth round pick. Got it. Got it, got it. Pure hypothetical. Again, that, that's out. That's right off, right out my butt. Um, I, I don't have any info, insider. That's, that's a hypothetical trade. The, that's, that's the kind of deal that you would be looking at there. And mm-hmm. I, would, I would make that deal. I don't know if Carolina would. I don't know if Lions would. I would. Interesting. Okay. 
linebacker. Let's talk about linebacker. I think I, I personally think we stand they're pat not, there. Yeah, we're, we're we're not moving anything. There, uh, uh, yeah, no to safety. I feel good. Kirby Kirby's been on a downward trend this year. I think, to be honest with you, I don't think they put somebody in in place of Kirby because I think they want him to get the snaps. Tampa, yeah. they gassed the shit out of him. They did it in Baltimore, too. And I would keep our, your eye on this as a strategy uh, against our defense to just run the gas on Kirby. Um, I, my, my guy needs to get on the bike and work that cardio, I think, a little bit because th- they've, they found something that they really like to try to exploit. And they were they were running that hard on him. So, uh, but depth, anything depth in the in the safety space that we might chase down? I'll be okay with that. Yeah, uh, if there's somebody that's out there, I, I don't know that there's. See, the thing is, you're going to have to fit them into your defense. So you need somebody who's coming in who passes the same standards that they do for drafting somebody, which is really smart football player. Really smart guy off the field, quick learner, scheme diverse, um, lives, breathes, dies football. Like, not a lot of teams are wanting to trade those guys because that's that's kind of who you want your team to be. Now, there are some dumb teams out there. We used to be one. We know this very well. <laughs> I don't that, – that's a, that's a tough one. Um, I'll say this about Kirby. For those of you listening to the audio only, I have my right hand up. Sophomore slump, left hand up. Teams have film on him, what he doesn't do well. Those two hands have converged in the last two or three weeks on Kirby Joseph. Yeah. Got to hope that he grows out of both of those, um, that he learns to adjust. And, and by the way, that Aaron, and uh, I'm not even going to say Aaron, I want to say Brian Duker, who is the defensive backs coach, who's a very good coach, by the way. A, a, dare I say great coach. I, I think very, very highly of Duker, and I know the team does, too. I know the players do as well. The book is out on how to beat Kirby. Now you've got to rewrite his book so that doesn't happen yep. anymore. Um, we, we talked about this this past offseason. Teams have film and ideas of what Ben Johnson's going to do as an offensive coordinator. It hasn't happened often, but teams that have the personnel to – do the things to slow it down. I've had some success. They have. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's sort of what happens when teams get a chance to look longer at guys and aren't just cramming it in in a week or less than a week to prepare for it. And that's what's happening with Kirby Joseph right now, and you're seeing it. I, I, I still think he's a very good football player. I think he'll grow out of it, but he's having a rough time right now. Yeah, I, I see. I mean, it's almost unanimous in the chat. They want Will Harris as the number one corner. And and chat, I, I'm I'm just not sure where you're coming from here. You're 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 silly. Oh, stop! I might be insp- in, instigating. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> a lot of stuff. Uh, a lot of talk about Fuller. Um, what do you th- what do you think? <laughs> what do you think about? Oh God, it's crazy. I got to put some of these responses up. Uh, what do you think about Fuller for us at corner? Which which one? There's like eight of them. <laughs> the, the Fuller. <laughs> Fuller than um, empty. I don't want anybody over thirty. Don't yeah. trust anybody over thirty. That's right. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Kids don't remember that. 
Now, yeah, they, now I, they only trust people over 70. <laughs> stop doing that too. Yeah. <laughs> Gen X is where it's at. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, I don't think they're looking very hard there, honestly. Uh, they should be. Uh, I shared this in the a subsection of the Slack, so there are some people that know this, but uh, and I, I cited who the source was. I will leave that in there. But the indication was was that this person who certainly has connections is kind of thinking that the lines might actually be sellers instead of buyers. So the, the, that's and the general vibe that you take from that is that they're very happy with what they've got. They're five and two. They're a homegrown team. They're, they have confidence in the players that they had confidence in going into the season that they're going to get it done and that the, play, the coaching staff that they have can develop and coach them up. Let and me. That's, that's me not, not very much paraphrasing. That's pretty close to what I was told. Let me just take a minute, turn the journalism off. And change us over to the next topic. The Detroit Lions sellers. You did it, man. You, did. Gra- you had the graphic ready, Chris. You were the man. You segued us. We went out of journalism space. We're here watching through the rainy windows. We're going to put it on TV journalism. and cover it. Covered on somebody else's dime. All right. Let's talk about this. Are the Detroit Lions sellers? Um, you're so bad you're so bad i know i know it's it i love to call out imposter syndrome all right let's let's talk about it let's talk about selling from detroit um oh so who on this roster let's just start who's for sale and i know you i know i'm just gonna go there because it's the most controversial thing that could be said right now and i mean i'm here for the engagement points just like our ep friends here for the engagement points. Hold on. Okay. Um, JMO, we're selling, right? He's a sell. He's no good. He's a bust. No, no, he's great. He's the best thing since sliced bread. You just, he doesn't have a chance. Uh, 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 okay. okay. I'm going go. to make a general, make a general statement here. If your entire attitude about us, JMO, is he freaking sucks, he's always going to suck. Don't you think the other teams are going to think that too? If you're the GM of another, let, let's say you're, what let's you? say you're the, oh, I'll, I'll say, you're, let's say you're Nick Casario, the Houston Texans, because I talked with, a, I was on a Texans show today. And they could use somebody like JMO, although Nico Collins is playing pretty well for them. Um, my Texans fan son just agreed to that. But Jamison <laughs> Williams would, would fit very well there. But like, if you're saying, oh, the, uh, like, you don't think the Nick Casario doesn't watch the film and think like, man, I'm, I don't want any piece of that. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's going to work. Like the other, the other teams are going to see that too. Like you can't just like this, this is what frustrates me about the trade deadline. And this is not just a Detroit thing. This is every fan base. Cause I've dealt with this with every team, but I've covered. <laughs> oh my God, this player sucks so bad. They think it was the first round pick, pick for him because like they, like, <laughs> It doesn't work that way. It yeah. just doesn't work that way. If you think he sucks, he probably has that perception around the league too. Right now, the other side, the other side with Jamo. I'll, I'll be brief on this. 
I do not want to give away that potential and watch him become a New York Jet and light it up. Mm, okay. I don't want that. There's okay. too much investment in him. And he's played, what, seven games, eight games of football in the NFL? Like, you're not throwing in the towel on a rookie right now. We're, we're certainly not get, wanting to get rid of Jack Campbell for that level of experience. Jack Campbell hasn't been great. You want to give up on that? Like, are you going to be that impatient of a fan base? Or do you want that reputation as a team of being that impatient with somebody? Does that, again, I'll ask it, I'll ask it rhetorically. Does that sound like how Brad Holmes operates? Two things. One, I hear the microwave buttons in the background. They better yes. not push the start button. Okay. That's, that's already done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Item number two. Item number two. And I, th- and, and, and I, I think this is kind of where the, the whole thing in a nutshell. Okay. If you want to make a small fortune in podcasting, start with a large fortune and start a podcast. That's how you do it. If you want to make a small fortune in football, start with all kinds of draft capital Trade up to draft a wide receiver and then try to trade him when he's got a year and a half after an injury, a suspension, and he's had a couple of bad games with one good catch. You'll turn all that capital into nothing. He's not going anywhere. He's not for sale. He's not going to be. They're going to work with him and they're going to build him out to something. They, there may be a point, and I'm not saying this is true. There may be a point in the future where they try to build him up and get as much as they can out of him based on what they see. But right now is absolutely not the time because it is an absolute that would be just a disaster. That selling. would be that would be for not even this coming off season, but the off season after this one yeah. is the time for what you just laid out. Yeah. So right now, uh, I, I, the JMO thing, it's still a wait and see situation. So, folks, don't again, don't take it personal. You, you don't have to have an extreme position. You can take an extreme position, but you kind of look silly when you do that. We just have to see what happens. We hope he has the best, the best opportunity that he has. And that's that. All right. So let's talk about who else on this. I still think there's something sell. good there too. I yeah. really do. Yeah, there's, I'm there's not definitely. out on JMO yet. Nope. There's talent. I, I, I do say, I, I will say the one play this year where they used him the way I want him to be used. He dropped the ball and that's really frustrating. That was, it was on a quick slant going across the field. I mine, would love to see more of that kind mine of stuff with him. Was, because we saw it this summer and he was great at it when he caught the ball. He didn't always catch the ball then either. But mine was this last game and, and everyone points to the, the ball hit him in the face, man. Yeah, that yeah, that happened. It did. And his arm there's that's just a whole oh, there's PI that was uncalled, of course, and all the other stuff, right? There's a lot that's, of extenuating circumstances. But the one play that I saw was the wheel route. And if you go to YouTube and search Eric Ebron gives up. It's exactly the same behavior. And that, that's on our channel. You'll find it. That Eric Ebron gives up video is on our, is on the Detroit Lions podcast channel. It is exactly the same behavior. He gave up. He was not in time. He was not in position and he didn't run the route. That is something that happens with regularity. JMO is almost identical to Jared Goff. I mean, they could be twins, but. The player they are is what's in their head. It's all about what's in their head. And they, if their head's right, they're going to be spectacular. And they both have to have their head right. And I think right now, Goff has his head right. I think JMO doesn't. I think if they both have their head right, they're going to be as dynamic a duo as Johnson and Stafford were. I think they have that capability, that potential between the two of them. 
uh, but they're just they're just not there, and and that's still unrealized potential. We have to see the potential. The other part of it is is Easy Does It says these coaches can develop players too. I would not want this JMO situation on the Detroit Lions if we had any other coaches in the league right now. I think these are the guys that can get it out of him and that can help him be I the think best. Antoine team. Randall L is a fantastic coach for him. Yep. 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 That's it. So there we go. We'll stop with the JMO talk there, right? We'll, 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 we'll work on and we'll do that thing and we'll, we'll go. Let's talk about who else. Someone brought up Jonah Jackson injured. I don't know that you're going to see a whole lot of movement or a whole lot of anything out of, you're not going to get a lot of value out of that sale. Number one, number two, that would probably be the most talented uh, offensive lineman that was put on the market by miles uh, in the yes. NFL. If we were to, if we were to sell him. So, but the question then is, what do you replace him with? Okay. Graham Glasgow becomes your starter. He's okay there. I, I, I'm, I'm all right with that. Getting counted by Graham Glasgow is literally Graham Glasgow is your backup center as well. They don't have anybody else on the team who can snap a football. They don't. So you're hurting your depth there. Kaude Awashika, Yode did not look great in Tampa. He was he was okay. Yeah. He looked like a backup making an emergency start. Could he do more than that? I don't know because this is his fourth NFL season. Hasn't really shown a lot more than that. Like, if he's your backup, you're you might be okay, but you might not be too. Um, yeah. Keep in mind, Big V probably not long for Detroit. Might not be long this year if that back doesn't get back to where they're on the knee problems. Or like, he's. Do you trust Big V's durability That's to get it. you through a playoff run? That's it. That's exactly it. Do you trust Big V to make it through the I don't, playoffs? I love season? the guy. I, I love him. Yep. He's, he's great when he's on the field, but he's, can he stand there? Like, again, does that sound the way that Brad Holmes operates a football team? Nine. I don't think so. Is Jack Campbell for sale on the defensive side of the ball? Why would he be? I'm just making silly shit up. <laughs> okay, good. Um, like, who? who the sad would, part is, I, I don't know because there are. I get, dude, you should see the, the DMs I get. You should used to see the emails. I get. I'll send you one of them because he was insistent that we need to trade Jared Goff for Sam Howell and Chase Young. <laughs> like Washington would do that. Like say no to drugs, kids. Yeah. Well, I get that crap at least 20. No, no kidding. No exaggeration. At least 20 times a day. At least. <laughs> so well, i'm a little grumpy sometimes <laughs> let me just open up the doors to the to the barn is there anybody for sale if you're brad holmes is there anybody that as the detroit lions that you're selling i, I if i put my 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 mental my, my holmes hat on i'm i'm building a team i'm building my team to the draft i have a couple of one-year people i brought in those would probably be the people that I'm, i might sell off I don't right. see any of them as any potentials. I see my team as a very likely six and two team going into the bye with a lot of these guys getting healthy. I just can't believe the Detroit Lions are in a position or desire to sell. If anything, they're looking to pick a couple of pieces, key pieces up to help get them through the playoff run. I would agree. Um, so we had to do frequent listeners to the podcast. No, um, I've told this before. 
we get assigned stories where we all have to write across the network. And one of them was one player who's available. It took me a long time to think of one for Detroit because I don't think they're selling. Yeah. Brought up Rodrigo, who's played one defensive snap in three weeks. He's not one of the top three linebackers. It has been intimated to me that he might be behind Jalen Rears Maven in their linebacker pecking order now as well. And that's more of a reflection on JRM Germ um, being better at defense than they thought he was going to be. Yeah. And we saw that this summer too. And that's nothing against Rodrigo because I think Rodrigo has a place as an NFL linebacker. He's not likely to get to show it in Detroit, not with Jack Campbell and Derek Barnes and Alex Anzalone all being locked up long term. Yeah. And that's, it's great that he's a fullback. Uh, I have, I actually, I, I commissioned somebody to do the study because I could not be neutral on it. And the, the results aren't back yet, but the early indications are that for the love of God, Ben Johnson, stop using a flipping fullback. It's terrible. Your team doesn't need it. Stop doing it. Yeah. Let Especially it with a linebacker. <laughs> it doesn't work. You don't need it. It, it is go. a net negative for your team. And to be fair, they've only used it. They used it twice last week. They used it once the week before. Um, all three plays, by the way, wound up negative. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's my contribution to it. But uh, that that should be up at Lions Wire towards the end of the season because we're trying to build more data points on it. Yeah, we don't want to rush to judgment there. But uh, nice. let, I'll just say this: they don't miss Jason Kabinda in the offense one bit. Mm-mm. There's no maybe rush trade back. him if he's going to be in, if he's can be back. There's no rush back for him. I, no, it's not. No. Um, really, really quick. Um, They're much, much better using a sixth tackle. Dan Skipper is very good at it. Let him do it. Ryan, that's, Wo- that's what you need to do. Ryan Williams. There's like one guy in Washington scene that's worth bringing over, and it's Scary Terry. And I just wanted to highlight that because that was really my oh, first. Oh my god! Yeah, remember <laughs> my, my my first yes, real. Real deep love yes. at the senior bowl yes. was Terry McLaurin. And he was oh, so good. He oh, still is so good. He is. To see him get, finally he, make yeah. his way over, I I would be that South Park meme with just everywhere, right? I mean, it would be and and, and, and let's let's be honest. I would love to have Terry McLaurin here. Would be an impact maker immediately yes, on this team. 100%. He is he is just that guy. Um, so Ryan, thank you. Great. Yeah. Thank you for giving me that, that moment. Uh, Ryan, I appreciate that. Make that happen. Yeah. Somehow. Oh God. Big V's injury prone. They're trading it, but that'd be great. I'd love it. I'm all for it. Barnes has one more year. I'm not sure. I, they may keep Barnes around. He's developed a great deal in the last year. He's grown a lot. If he can keep that trend, he may be a guy they hang on to. So, your eyes I think there's not much question about that. He will be here long Yeah. Yep. 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 Okay. I think we've got the the buyers, the sellers, <laughs> and uh, the stock market ready for the Detroit Lions. Um, I will end on just one thing. Whatever happens, we're likely to be surprised because that's just who Brad Holmes is. He he does that's the true. unexpected. It's and then when you look back, you're like, he told us that. He freaking told us that, <laughs> but you were still surprised. He's he's a master of that. So I'm and really that's excited. why we're trying to. Re- that's why I'm trying to read the things like, okay, he drafted these defensive tackles, so he's told us that they're good there because they're not playing. 
Like if, if he felt like they needed help, like, Hey Dan, Hey Aaron, play Broderick Martin. Let's see what we can do. I really liked him as a draft evaluator. I'm kind of your boss. Maybe you should play him. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's why they're not taking a defensive tackle. Yep. That would be the most stunning move to me would be them trading for a defensive tackle. Yep. Quite frankly. Um, there's a, Oh, uh, Brandon, Chris and Jeff, can the Lions succeed in doing a tush push? Um, you know, it's interesting. That's it's it's the the prison push, the brotherly love move. It's why that stadium's the only brotherly one with a prison. <laughs> brotherly love tush push. Uh, that's why it's the only stadium that has a, a prison cell in it. Um, yeah, you know, I, would I you have tush to- push to Sean Watson? <laughs> I. <laughs> um, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm not going to escalate. I'm not going to escalate. Filter, filter. Um, look, I love it, you. It works. I love you. It, it works for Philadelphia. Good for them. Everything doesn't need to be copycat. I, I think that trying to add that and perfect that is a waste of the time of this team. I think they need to stick with their plan and, and do things the way that they want to do them, the way that they do them rather than try. We've seen other teams try to do it. No one is as successful as the prison push from uh, from I want to call it Veterans Stadium and the prison push in this from the, the cell. Link. Yeah, prison push from the cell in Philly Stadium. There you go from the the, the, yeah. the link from the clink and the link. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's theirs. Let them have it. I don't want it. We'll move on. Right. We're not a QB sneak team really to begin with. And Compare the thighs. I, I, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to recall. Jared Goff is either really like historically good at them or historically bad at them. I, I honestly don't recall which. But take they're, a look. They're at, pretty good at handing the ball to David Montgomery. Craig Reynolds is a very effective short yardage back. By the way, one one quick thing about the Raiders preview because we, we got to wrap this up. It's coming. We've been next. talking for two hours and I got crap to do. Craig Reynolds, if yeah, you see him awesome. on the field more than you think this this Monday. It's because he's a lot better in pass protection than Jameer Gibbs, and the Raiders do blitz to bring in. And if they need help protecting Jared Goff from Max Crosby, who's, who is indeed a problem even for Panay, um, Craig Reynolds is probably going to get more playing time than you might think. Uh, doesn't mean that he's going to be fantasy relevant. I know there's a lot of people that like to pick my brain for fantasy, and I don't know why because I'm not good at fantasy football. But You're terrible. I, I, I just just to, to finish on the tush push. The thing is, yeah. that all you have to do is look at the thighs on Jalen Hurts compared, and, and why wouldn't you? Uh, and compare him to Jared Goff, and that's all you need to know. Hurts, easy does it, had it here. Uh, squats, like 600 Hurts pounds. does not skip leg day ever. No, no. He, he <laughs> it's is, very clear. He is the leg day. We've trainer. met Jalen. We, we've, we've, we've actually yeah. sat, he's, he's sat five feet from us in, in shorts. Yeah. <laughs> he's... Yeah, baby got back. <laughs> he's, he's got the squeeze. All right, let's get a look ahead to the Raiders game on Monday Night Football. The, the yeah. thing about the Raiders, I just the thing that stands out to me about this team, Riz, is okay. So overall, seventeenth PFF grade, and offense nineteenth, defense fourteenth, special teams nineteenth, right mid to low. Okay, yeah. When I when I look at the individuals though, and the individual rankings on their team. They're pretty highly ranked. I mean, across the offense and the defensive starters on this team, Hunter Renfro is the lowest rated player in all 22 positions. And Hunter Renfro is a hell of a route runner, right? Like just, just, just straight yes, up. Um, they He'd be have, a great slot receiver in Detroit. Yeah. 
Not that they're getting rid of him, but he'd be great. They have a highly talented set of individuals on that team. But, but this is the thing that people really, this is, I think, the most ideal look at this aspect of the game. Their coaching sucks. Their coaching is <laughs> terrible. And here you it's have all this talent, this individual talent that they cannot put together schematically to do a good job. The lowest ranked uh, offensive lineman is 69, 69. Uh, and, nice. and, and they go all the way up to 83 across their line. Um, they, they have, I mean, their lowest ranked defensive lineman. As we talk about like Crosby and the kids, uh, Crosby and the, and the back back beats, their lowest ranked defensive lineman is is ranked 62. He's got 62 score from PFF. I mean, these are not bad players. Yeah, Bill, Bill Nichols is okay. Like Jerry Jerry Tillery is selfish, but he he's all right. Like ours, Isaac ours Rochelle, is Jack I, Campbell, he's got a 44 rating, yeah, and our I, defense is ranked higher than theirs. It's it's all. I mean, we talk about Aaron Glenn and the scheme. You look at the individual rankings. They have a, a, a Crosby's ranked higher than Hutch, right? I mean, they have higher rankings almost That's at every right. position than we than He's we good. do, and they cannot pull it off as a team. So as much fun as it is, and I and I believe that we will absolutely ball drag the the Raiders on Monday night. They are actually a really good team. They are they are yeah. good individuals. They are not a yes. good team. And and I, will, I will go to the the DVOA stat um, from Aaron Schatz, 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 I think it is, at FTN Fantasy. It used to be Football Outsiders before they dick their people over. Uh, the, the Lions are fifth, which is very good. A DVOA is, it takes into account who you've played, when you've played them, and circumstances within the game. Right? That PFF does individual players versus other individual players um, doesn't really contextualize for the game. This is more of the team stripping away the individual players and, and taking the Lions are fifth with the DVOA of 24.1. Yep. The Raiders 30th negative 28. The only teams worse than them are the giants and the charge or I'm sorry, the, the Panthers uh, the Broncos are down there. Cardinals down there. Um, Chicago's 26th uh, green Bay's 25th. For those of you who like to pile on the, the suffering there. Um, the one that gets me, though, with Las Vegas is that their offense is 31st. And that's with Jimmy G being healthy, with Josh Jacobs being some, with Devontae Adams, who is, for my money, one of the five best wide receivers yeah. in the league. Yeah. And they're awful on yeah. offense. Like, they, they are very, very scattershot. I don't know that Jimmy G is going to play. Aiden O'Connell got like, I had to do a whole lot of Aiden O'Connell because the Lions really liked him in the draft. Never they did. Um, <laughs> uh, he's, he's their backup because they finally realized that why in the hell are we paying Brian Hoyer? Like an epiphany that like 15 other teams have made 10 years ago. Somehow right. that dude's still around. God bless you, Brian Hoyer for making the most of your career for being terrible. Good for you, man. You're still getting paid. That's like, give it up. Yep. If he plays, we did this last year when Zach Wilson was starting for the jets. And I said on this airways and other airways, I said that if if Zach Wilson starts this game, I 100% guarantee that the Detroit Lions will win this game. Yeah. 
We'll say if Brian Hoyer takes a snap in this game, other than than emergency at the end of the game, or the other two guys have been beaten out, I 100% guarantee the Detroit Lions will win if we see Brian Hoyer in this game. Yes. Now, I want to I want to ask you a question. Don't look at your screen. Look right in the camera. Okay. okay. I don't want you cheating on this one. Okay. All right. Who is the highest ranked offensive lineman on the Detroit Lions? Highest ranked PFF. Uh, PFF. I don't. I actually don't think it's right now because he had a couple of rougher games for them. Um, probably Panay. Graham Glasgow. Really, <laughs> really. That's Graham surprising Glasgow. to me because he was not good in. He wasn't actually very good in Tampa either. And there was a play this week, and I, I, I will, I will <laughs> take up my beef with PFF right now on it because I know the play. There was a play where Taylor Decker got beat on the inside for a pressure and a sack. And the reason he got beat is because Graham Glasgow ran into him while he's trying to go make the block. Yeah, yeah. That's a Graham Glasgow negative, but they gave it. To, I know they gave it to Taylor Decker. I know they did. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the, that's what happens when you trust PFF a little too much. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Watching this, uh, watching these, these, these matchups. Uh, let's just talk about it schematically. I think yeah. the teams line up well. I think uh, the key piece obviously is, is playing Crosby for the offensive line. And I think they will, we've got a good setup. Yeah, with the he's guys he's a difference there. maker. He's very, very good. We've we've got Decker, Glasgow, Ragnow, Vitae, and Sewell, uh, barring any late breaking injuries from the team. Um, they've had a long week to get to, to, to heal a little bit. Too. Yeah, they they've got a long week to to get healed up a little bit and to get their get their working together. Give Glasgow a better chance to kind of make the shift over to the left side from where he's playing for uh, Vitae for the long time for a long time. Um, they watch Crosby. They give Goff the time. They like to blitz. That's fine. We got Craig there to pick Robert up. Robert Splain is a good good a gap blitzer from their second level. Good, Reynolds, St. Brown. Uh, Laporta, hopefully Laporta's hands are in good shape. Again, he's getting an opportunity for his calf to, to, to heal in an extra day here. Gibbs out there as well. And of course, JMO, this, this, keep your eyes open, folks, because this very well could be the JMO breakout game that so many people are looking for. Just keep your eyes wouldn't open. That, wouldn't it be great to have that going into the bye? Yeah. Going into our St. Jude's telethon where we can have 24 hours of celebrating JMO getting 216 yards receiving and four touchdowns. Yes. 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 Keep your eyes open, ladies and gentlemen, keep your eyes open. There you go. But yes, Jeff Gibson, this is a statement game of what type of team this season we're going to have going forward. Bounce back strong Uh, defensively. uh, Again, Devontae Adams is absolutely going to be a test. He's great. He is absolutely going to be a test. Uh, Cam Sutton on him. Give him safety help. Please give him safety help. Um, Hunter Renfro is a great route runner, but I don't, if, if, especially if Garoppolo isn't throwing, even if Garoppolo is throwing the ball, let's, I mean, that's the best case scenario. I'm just not feeling a whole lot of, I don't want to say fear because every team can be, can be scary. I just don't think the Raiders have it on Monday night against the lions in Detroit. I just don't think they have enough to get over the hump. The noise at Ford field especially on a Monday night game is going to be unreal. It's going to be insane. Breaking out the blue helmets this week. I'm super excited to see that. Oh, it's going to be. I know the Raiders got humiliated 
and are, and they're expecting a bounce a bounce back. But I'm telling you, the Lions, they got they got crushed. They got absolutely humiliated. Uh, Dan Campbell and people who've taken on Dan Campbell's personality don't take kindly to that. I, I, the I way saw that Dan I said, this. the way that Dan said, "We will be ready." He wasn't talking to those of us in the press room. He was talking to his assistant coaches. He was talking to his players. We will be ready. Yes, believe him. I, I absolutely do. <laughs> oh, by the way, the Ravens who blew out the Lions are a really good football team. Mm-hmm. The Raiders got blown out by the Bears. I don't think the Bears were a very good football team. By, by Bajan. <laughs> anyway, a great story for him. Good for him, man. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But I, do you- I don't think he I don't think he can replicate it. I don't. Um can, he's he's an interesting imagine, cat. Can you imagine being the Chicago Bears right now. I mean, our, we've, got, though, we've got our, we've got our JMO thing going on with fans in Detroit. Okay, fine. It's you know the JMO yeah. thing just goes goes goes. They've got Justin Fields, who mm-hmm. by all accounts is actually a good quarterback, but is surrounded by nothing but flaming piles of shit as far as teammates. Right? I I I, I <laughs> wouldn't go that far, but. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason they, they got two first round picks. I the first two picks be the draft likely. Yeah, absolutely he yeah. would be better elsewhere. But now yes. you've got a player who could do well and perform well in the NFL in a bad situation. They have a controversy with Bajan and Justin Fields. Think about that. The the JMO thing can be is, is just tiresome here, but just think about being the Law Bears right now with the situation they have at quarterback and just the howls going on in Chicago. I, it's the sweet, sweet. Let me throw a scenario at you. All right. Tyson Bajant plays well enough the rest of the season that they have. Um, Carolina is they're pretty looking pretty good to get the number one overall pick, which gets traded to, to Chicago. Let's say Chicago has picks one and five. And Justin Fields, for whatever reason, they decide to move on. And for for Fields' sake, I kind of hope they do, because I still think there's a good quarterback in there. I, I'm I'm not bullish on him anymore, but I'm certainly not giving up on him. He's the but, same position Jared Goff was in in his first year with the Detroit Lions. Go ahead. Exactly. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Say they go in with number one and number five, and they're going to try to sell to their fans in Chicago that Tyson Bage, an undrafted free agent from Shepherd University I know, I know. is good enough that they don't need to use the number one or number five pick on a quarterback in a year where the quarterback class looks great. There's <laughs> that's going to be that an gonna argument. Work? That's going to be an argument amongst the fans. It is. I'm, 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 that's what I'm saying. Lol <laughs> bears. I can't wait. How great the meltdown is going to be. be phenomenal. Oh, oh my God. God. And, 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 and if they sell on, on, on Justin Fields, I would look for him to find a resurgence in his in his career uh, that is going to even stew the stew the stones of of Bears put fans. Him, put him in Atlanta in Desmond Ritter's place. Oh my God! Right, right. He's like I see people. Oh, he sucks. He sucks. He he doesn't suck. He he he's got. He doesn't he's, suck. He's, he needs work. He yeah, needs to learn to throw the damn ball. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. He needs Jim Caldwell in his life. 
He needs some color. I, I kind of like that, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and he could he could he could he he has all the skills and the and the traits needed. He's just got the worst possible situation. And the thing that's even funnier is when they go first overall and get a quarterback. It's not going to be much better. <laughs> they still got that situation. <laughs> They're going to wreck a couple of them. They've wrecked. How many quarterbacks have been wrecked in Chicago? Jay Cutler could have been really good. Yeah. Oh, he kind of was pretty good. Jay. He was for a while. Grossman could have been good. I mean, he he, he had. Sexy Rexy. Sexy Rexy. They, they're just never. Anyway. Lol Bears. That's one of my favorite things to do. That's going to be an ongoing segment. Lol Bears. But that's it. Las Vegas Raiders. What's your prediction, Riz? How? Let's. I don't. I don't care about scores. What's the spread? I think the Lions win by three touchdowns. Ooh. I thought I was being ballsy by saying Lions by fifteen. But okay. I think that we, much like we did not match up X's and O's well with Baltimore, we match up very well. What we do well, the Raiders don't do well. Mm -hmm. We throw the ball over the middle. Their safeties and linebackers are not good in coverage. They don't get a pass rush except from one spot on the field. And then when they blitz, I'm pretty confident that Jared Goff can handle that blitz, especially if Jameer Gibbs steps up in his pass protection, which hasn't been great yet. Yes. I think the things that we do on both sides of the ball match up very well with the things that the Raiders do don't and i think it's the same way that we ha- we did with the new york giants last year where mm-hmm. it was like i really don't see a way that we lose this football game unless we give it to them i feel very strongly about that this year i i dare say i i did do this i'm still alive in fantasy survivor football i picked the you? detroit lions this week as my fantasy team for survivor team Ooh. i snuck by I, t- I had the browns last week I was sweating that one hard. Oh, man. <laughs> and, and you have to, you have to run through every team right throughout the season. You can't just sit and ride one you, team. You cannot repeat teams. Right, yeah. right. Uh, that was two. you got through the Browns. That's a good one. Get through the Lions. This is a good way to get through the Lions. All right. At Washington Week One, that was brilliant on my part. Thank God that worked. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> All right. I think. Uh, I think. What, you, what about you? Where, where are you at? Where are you at with the Raiders game? Uh, we 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 win by fifteen. I, I think right. I, I thought and I thought mine was a big ballsy pick at 15. You three touchdowns makes me feel a lot more conservative, <laughs> but yeah, I just, so I just I, think I, we I pick, outscore I pick these 30, guys I pick, and go good. Pick 37 to 17. Um, so go. that's 20 points. That's maybe we'll miss an extra point. I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. not. Yeah. This maybe is exactly the kind of thing that happens in the NFL <laughs> too. When, when good teams lose, which they all do and, uh, and, and have a game like the lions did, they, they tend to come back and make that statement. And I would really keep your eye on this because if the Lions don't come back and make this that statement game that, you know, you counted us out and you're wrong. If this is like a squeaker where we come by into the bye, that that doesn't do it. That doesn't do it. So I I, I this team needs to win big just like they lost big and everything will be back on back on and rolling. So we will be ready. Yeah. I want to ask everybody here, please hit that like button, the subscribe button, the bell, all that stuff that helps us out. It helps everybody kind of find the juice, find our show, helps us do the things that we do, helps us uh, get out there and, and, and frankly, just helps us continue doing this. 
And it's free content. It doesn't cost you anything. We appreciate you doing that. So please hit like, subscribe. Sorry. Make sure to join us. Stjude.org slash DLP. Cost, cost a couple bucks that way. Even a dollar, two dollars, whatever you got. Just throw a couple bucks at that. Help us raise money to help those, those families and those, those sick kids. And uh, remember, November 3rd. We're going to have, have a lot of fun with that, Chris. That'll be the next time that we talk. Podcast. It is. It is going to be the next time we talk. Well, no, we'll talk, but the next we time will, we, we, we will broadcast, talk, but, but yeah. we, we won't be talking to y'all. We'll y'all. just be talking amongst ourselves. <laughs> yeah. All y'all. <laughs> y'all is singular. All y'all is plural. That's right. So join us then for the November 3rd. We also have the post game show Monday night. That's going to be a good time. I think Sandman misspoke when he said he was going to do it. Now that I think about it, because it's a home game. And I don't think he's going to be able to do the post game, but we're still doing a post game. Don't you worry. We will have somebody. It may be, it might just be me. I might do it alone. I don't give a fuck. Honey Badger don't give a shit. All right. There you go. Honey Badger don't care. We'll get it. We'll have you a great show because that's what we do. <laughs> Remember, don't forget about us on Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. So many FCC fights. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have an FCC. Duda, duda. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. As little as $5 a month gets you access to the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. It's like 350 smart people and four stupid ones. It's such a ratio you won't find anywhere like that. Slack chat, great time. Five bucks a month minimum to the Patreon. Help oh us do that. Helps us out. Helps us do our thing. Also, follow us on Twitter at Jeff Risden, spelled just like you see there. It's easy. It's not the Riz, although you probably should have an alt account, the Riz. But actually, you should create the Riz as an alt account and make it like the the Bizarro Risden, like just dumb tweets. That would be that would be an ideal alt Riz. Or someone will tell you that that's what I do anyway. Well, that's, that's true. Okay, make it the smart account, and then also follow us at Det Lions Podcast. Det Lions Podcast. It's where if if you're looking for shows, if you want to know if we're doing something, not doing something, whatever, all the announcements make it on Twitter. That's the one that uh, that really is 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 the space to get all the communication outside the show, and you find out what's going on, when, where, and all the special stuff that we do. Uh, also, calls in the Lions line, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word. If you use the Skype, or you can use your regular old fella phone. Fella phone. We're the fellas. 248 782 8384. 248 782 8384 or 248 rub, rub you, you fug. fug. That's right. Sure, go to Detroit Lions Podcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so you can get icky things in your ears. That's me and Riz in each ear all the time. Icky, sticky fun. And we'll pop into your box automatically. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, and no journalism. Because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. <laughs> Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.